What is going on, you hollow table hobos? And we are open. The doors are open. The old man's cantina. We don't buy drinks are on not on the house here. You bring your own shit. That's the way it works. Thank you for joining us for another episode. As always, I am your host, host Old Man Logan76, and my boy, my battle buddy, the immortal Kane. You know, Kane, every time I think about that name and I, I like blurt out the immortal Kane, you know what I always think of? Not not a clue, bud. When the <laughs> fuck are we, dude, when the fuck are we gonna get a Legacy of Kane remake? shit don't don't hold your breath uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, direct, the director the writer and the initial designer have all retired oh. all right then that's not happening <laughs> anywho now that i'm depressed let's let's talk about something that's going to make me a lot happier folks you are going to dig this episode i have the one the only gritted in the old man's cantina having a drink hopefully hanging out we're going to get some some of his um, very good insight. This man knows his shit. He knows the game. He knows what's happening. Gritten, thank you so much for joining the Cantina, brother. I, like, Ken and I immensely appreciate it. How are you doing? You guys are, uh, you guys are way too flattering. <laughs> you guys are immensely flattering. Thank you uh, for having me. Uh, it really means a lot to be here. I appreciate you guys and um, very kind words. I'm, I'm excited to be here um yeah no i'm just i'm stoked to be here you guys have been great so far outstanding love it love it um so grid let us know um like the usual questions uh you know do you, do you have one account do you have two or do you have five uh what's your gp um pimp your shit like where are you at let um i mean it's kind of stupid anybody that's listening to this shit show obviously probably knows who you are so um, you know, pimp your stuff. What do you, uh, what, what do you got going on? What, what, what's your, uh, state in the game and, um, where, where can people find you? Yeah. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I spend most of my time either making videos on my YouTube, which is just my name, Gridden, um, or live streaming on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Gridden underscore underscore. Um, if you guys happen to know who took the name just written on twitch like please let me know because i want it <laughs> like really bad <laughs> I've, I've tried like every six months and the name's always taken it's so frustrating um and you guys can um follow my twitter i uh it's spent some time making um i'm putting out some tweets and, and putting stuff out there about kid ideas and just some stuff that i think would be kind of fun uh to see in the game um let's hear what else i am at oh my account so I have one main account right. um, that is through and through mine that I've played since the beginning. Um, I started, uh, I think the official start date was November like 27th. I, I, I picked up the game three days after it launched. Nice. Wow. Um, that account is 8.4 million GP right now. Uh, that's all my blood, sweat, and tears has gone into that account. After that, from, like, friends retiring in the game, I've kind of picked up accounts as I've sort of gone along, you know? Right. Um, so I handle a 9.2 mil. I handle Oof. a 8.7 mil. I handle a 10.6. 
and I handle a 6.3 and a like a 5.2. Just there's a couple of accounts like when people, my friends have just retired, they're like, hey, here, if I quit the game, like you can have it and just use it for whatever. So like sometimes I just play around and test with different stuff on different accounts because like one of my buddies was obsessed with uh, Visus. He took his Visus to Relic 9 just for fun. And then he lets me play a bit all the time, you know? Just stuff like that. Just, That's just awesome. V-Sys to um, 9. Holy shit. But I, I regularly play, I would say, three accounts. Wow. That is cool. that How is. How do you impressive. juggle that time? Right, thank you. <laughs> um, so my main, I'll do, you know, just my main stuff, obviously. That's just whatever I'm doing on my main. The other two accounts, one is just a ticket deal. Um, so I log on, I get 600 tickets. I play for like 15 minutes a day, like tops. It's just to get tickets. And then the account just kind of like naturally progresses as I kind of, you know, if I'm, I'm just in the bathroom, you know, I just like log <laughs> on to that account instead and just play for a few minutes. <laughs> you know, like you just spend a few minutes here and there, the account just kind of naturally kind of grows a bit, but it's, I'm not really like playing it. I'm just, barely maintaining it um the other one i do put quite a bit of effort into um that account's really fun i like that account a lot any anything i haven't done on my main account i can do on that account and it's just fun you know you just go relic jawas because you want to you know, where <laughs> you go just like deep into whatever, whatever faction, just because, you know, you can and it doesn't matter. I don't do anything competitive with it. It's just for fun. That must be so, so nice. Yeah, you don't stress that, any of it. That you know? must be so, so, like, <laughs> I run one account and I've thought about Jawas and then CG throws a monkey wrench in your whole plan and goes, oh, here's Inquisitors. Oh, here's Profundity. And I go, well, um... I mean, okay. Jawas aren't even on the back burner. They're back in the fucking cupboard. Like, yeah. it's just, yes. it's, like, all right, well, eh, that's not going to work. But, I mean, man, if you run that many accounts, God bless you. That is, uh, yeah, yikes. It's, it's honestly, like, yeah, I, I think it really, to a certain degree, it's a little bit of a relief, like we're just saying, because I get all this pressure, oops, sorry, I get all this pressure and tension and, like, this added kind of layer of like putting it out to the world. And so it's like my little baby, my account. Yeah. And I make YouTube videos about it. So I care a lot about it. I'm very passionate about my account and, and my channel and my content. And so there's a lot of stress, you know? And then, so sometimes on this other account, you're just like, this is fun. You know, you, <laughs> it's just kind of experiencing the game in a different way, like kind of a way I'd like to, but isn't now, like socially acceptable. <laughs> well, you've been um you've been working on I, I've I've been watching some of the progress. You've been working on uh the heroics the hero I can't speak the heroic Sith raid. Yeah. Oh my. That has been um. Yeah, that has been fun to watch. Uh, yeah, it's been a journey. We're I don't know like three months in now, I think. And uh, yeah, every HSTR that I can. I, I'm I'm tuning my mods specifically for this HSTR. I'm I'm tailoring the strategy specifically. You know, every single time I've learned something, it's re it's really been actually really cool. Like not just like I don't mean to be overly dramatic, but like 
um, almost this like weird like life experience of taking something I just like I don't know why I want to beat the HSTR without a GL. That's useless. <laughs> but but I like, but I think you're but I think you're anything. doing you're doing service to players that don't have a GL yet. Yeah. They're and yeah. you know some players yeah. may be in a guild where you know the the top end of the guild has three, four, five, maybe all six GLs, and you're giving them a tool to mod and work with regular tunes where they have the potential to get the top rewards which you know is not not a bad thing for uh mid mid game players and i think that's a great thing you're doing oh okay thanks yeah i didn't thought of it that way too much honestly i i really had been kind of selfish in my own (laughs) like i just really wanted to beat the hsdr without a gl it just seemed like this really cool challenge and my last attempt. Well, okay, we're not going to talk about my last attempt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just didn't happen. Yeah. We'll just that one never happened. The one before, which was <clears throat> my last attempt. That was close. Um, that one, I got the tray at twenty-seven percent. That was it. That's all that was left. Was twenty-seven percent P four, and I was like, dang. Yeah. Dang, that was no close. So I'm almost there. Yeah. How, <clears throat> how many times? How many times did you have to run this? in order to get your tweaks just right so that you could solo it without without a GL? I I would say I'm at... There. So I did it... Let's see here. The, I did it, tw- like, maybe two or three times on my phone just, like, to see if I got anywhere even close. Um, because the first time was just an utter disaster. I was like, this is just miserable. Like, I'm not even close. This was stupid. This is a dumb idea. <laughs> like, this is dumb. Um, but then I was like, no, wait, hang on. I'm going about this thing, like, totally wrong. Like, totally. There's no, this. I'm doing something wrong here. And so there's a huge shift on just the second try already. And then by the third time, I was like, okay, this is worth, like, recording. Like, this is worth actually trying to, like, make a video about, trying to, like, make a series about. So I did about two or three times before I started making videos on it and uh, now I've probably done like like six attempts on live stream, so I'm around like somewhere ballpark like ten, ballpark like ten attempts ish. So for our so for our listeners that aren't are familiar with that video, what what is the team comp that you're using that you found the most success with? Uh yeah, it's it's a Jedi training Ray lead with BB-8, three PO. And then uh, Commander Tano and and Rex. Oh, I could see. Yeah, I yeah yeah yeah. It's it's actually super interesting and and just for like, I I truly I have to give credit because I'm I do not want to take this. It's a it's a big deal to me. But actually, this guy named Dark Rider. Dark Rider was the first guy that I saw ever do it, and he was, as far as I can tell, the first person in the world who's ever soloed a, the uh, HSDR without a GL. So the reason it came about was Skeltrix made his video. Yep, Skeltrix, um, yep. Yeah, soloing the, the HSDR without a GL. And he used a team comp with Vader and Shakti and BB-8, and I can't remember the other ones off the top of my head. When he posted that video, he's like, first person in the world to do it. And then this guy, Dark Rider, was like, no. Not to be rude, it was all very civil, but he's like, not to be rude, actually, I posted this several months ago. 
using this JTR comp, and then everybody celebrated him. So I have to give credit to Dark Rider. He was the one that came up with it. I am trying to mimic his strategy, and part of it is a very it is so specific on some of the tailoring on what you need to do. Um, it's been a great learning experience, and it's been really cool. Um, so Dark Rider is the one that was teaching me how to do it, uh, and then we've been kind of, you know, comparing notes, going back and forth, and and figuring out ways that we can make it better. And that's when we put together uh, the most recent trick is the force leap stacks for uh, Commander Tano. Yep. They go through phases. And for whatever reason, my brain didn't put that together at first. And the reason it didn't was because Rex, his resets. At the beginning of every phase, Rex's little, you know, Rex late ability, yep. that yep. resets at the beginning of each phase. Um, and so I just assumed that Cats was the same. And so my initial reading on the strategy was do, you know, as many attacks out of turn as you can to build the biggest force leap you can to kill him in one shot. And then do that phase by phase by phase. And then Dark Rider was like, wait, no, it goes through phases. And I was like, oh my God, it does. <laughs> and so I kept getting stuck in phase three. I couldn't build enough damage quick enough. But instead, what I could do is go through uh, P1, and then when I got into P2, don't build enough stacks to kill Cyan in one shot. Build it to drop him to, like, 10% health. And okay. And spend 10% health building damage on your Force Leap, and then kill Cyan naturally, not with, a, not with the Force Leap. But then that way you go into P3... Like Heinze preloading. Yeah. A yeah. This. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Nope. Then you have enough damage to get through P3, and then so we conquered this sort of obstacle of P3. Then you get through P3, and then you have to alternate your force leaps just right between Cyan and Nihilus to kill him quick enough, uh, but also build enough force leaps to then get the tray and have enough time to kill Treya. So it's a race against the clock, and it's it's been so fun. It's I just I think. Sometimes when I'm talking about it, I'm like, oh, my God, dude, I'm talking about a freaking Star Wars game on my phone. <laughs> but it's just, you know, I don't know. It's just been a really fun journey. Well, I've also um, overheard that uh, I think it was on the Gambit, but I think you'd mentioned at some point that you were thinking about doing a mod series. Yeah. And uh, tell, tell some of our viewers about that, because I think especially for like, you know, for like the Immortal One. Um, and for a lot of new players that are coming into this game, they hear mods and they go, what, what, what wait a minute, wait, say again, over, over, you're coming in stupid. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? Yeah. So like kind of just get, give a brief overview. If, if that's still a, a project that you want to yeah. engage in, what, what, uh, what is it with the mod thing you'd like to do? And don't, don't mind if, uh, if you hear paper and stuff rattling, because I just got into mods, so I'm, I'm about to start taking some notes. <laughs> no, I'd love to. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys in on a, on a couple of projects that I've been, that I've been working on. Um, and um, hopefully it answers most of these questions. Um, the mod series, so mods are obviously very complicated. And they can be they can be both like basically as simple or as complicated as you want them to be, and I think that's kind of cool, because if you just want mods to function, just put them on. Literally, like you're probably not gonna make a character worse by putting any mod on it. Like, no, not at all. At all. No. 
Like it's very difficult. Like uh, I don't, I can't really think off the top of my head of how you can make it worse. But on very rare occasions, is putting a mod on a character a bad thing? So it could be as simple as that, and it could be as complicated as I need you to find a secondary offense percentage mod of 6.3%. Can you do that for me? You know, like it can get that specific. And uh, because you're like, I need you to crack. 10,000 offense on this character and you know we're at 9.6 and 9.6 isn't doing it we have to find a, we have to find 10k you know we have to find another 400 damage yeah. somewhere so it can be as specific or as simple as you want mods to be and that's often a daunting task i've been at the game like i said since three days since it launched and i'm still kind of figuring them out so a lot that you can learn from them um and so there's a couple of things that I got coming up. Originally, the mod series started with Cubs fan Han. If you go on his uh, YouTube channel. Ah, Cubs fan. Love that guy. Videos. Yep. Yeah, that we were putting out there. Since then, we have learned a lot about mods. So some of that information probably could be updated by this point. But it was a good starting point. At this point, where life is kind of taking everybody, um, that mod series video is probably off the table uh, on Cubs' channel. I... I can't speak for him. I just know we haven't done any videos for a while. And originally the plan was just, well, I'm just going to do those through Cubs' channel. Um, and so at this point, it's you know back into my bucket of things that I would like to do. So I'm trying to handle that in a couple of ways. Um, first, YouTube videos, just putting out stuff saying, hey, here's as specific a mod as you could get for, um, you know, Gas. Gas is a good example because if you use Gas 501st, you can mod Gas differently from being a tank, from being an attacker, for being used on a different team, to being used in the raid, to being used in GAC, to being on offense versus defense in GAC. You can mod him in so many different ways. And that's complicated as hell for people. <laughs> yeah, it really and, is. And so there's a way that you could tackle it and say, here's a TLDR, here's Gas. My personal recommendation for anybody on a gas, speed set, defense set, protection primaries on literally everything, including the arrow, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Like, that'll do it for most things. And then you could spend the next five to ten minutes talking about it in a more complicated way, like the various different ways that I could mod gas or how you could mod Galactic Republic teams and do that for Padme squads, JMK squads, Commander Tana, so on and so forth. So I want to make a bunch of videos breaking down squads and character-specific team comps. After that, I also have a service. Um, if you guys are cool with me throwing it out there. No, please. Please do. Yeah, man. I just want to make sure. Um, I offer coaching. If you guys, if, if people are interested in it, I do coaching lessons. You can you can hire me <laughs> for, uh, you know, as much time as you want or need. And we'll can get his number. <laughs> It'll, yeah, I have a, uh, actually I have a fiber. I have a fiber and you guys can hire me through fiber. Um, and then, yeah, you guys can, we can sit down for a little bit of time and ask whatever questions about the game and ask whatever stuff and, and just kind of break down team compositions. I want all of my information to be available. Just ask. But there are sometimes if, if people want to be like, hey, I need to sit down with you for an hour and break down why did this team comp work in this YouTube video? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just it helps me organize my time because if you ask that exact same question, I'll I'll answer it. I'm, if you put it in the comments, if you DM me on Discord, I'll answer it. It just might take a while, and so this is a way for me to organize some of my time and whatnot. I figured it just I don't know, hopefully, kind of help things. 
No, um, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and so I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out how can I get, there's just, it, mods are so complicated, and that's one thing that people, because I've been doing remods, I, I remod people's account all the time, um, and so I've spent a lot of time doing that. Some people have posed the question of saying, I don't necessarily just want you to remod my account, I want to know, like, why? Why did you put these mods on these characters? Is it yeah. their kit? Is it because of a different interaction with a different character in a specific circumstance and they want to know the the reasoning behind some of the modding and so that's how that idea came about as well as a service to kind of throw out there alongside the remodding so yeah because um, i'm sure some people would put like a speed set on a certain tune but you would have a different opinion of going no you would want like and i'm just spitballing but you'd want like a defense mod set but you want strong speed secondaries Yes. Like something yeah. like that. Absolutely. Um, understanding, yeah, the balancing, because for most people, just about every character in the game benefits from speed. I, yeah. I can think of like, I don't know, two, three characters off the top of my head that don't benefit from speed necessarily. Yep. Um, and so somebody might throw out, you know, oh, this character, I think they should have an offense set. And you're like, normally, absolutely, you'd be right. You know? Yeah. A uh, very common example is Chewy. Chewy, a lot of people, you got him offensive, or you got him modded maybe for an offense set, like a potency set, maybe some health sets, or, you know, I've seen a lot of a common way that Chewy is modded like that. And I often would say instead, I would say mod your Chewy for tenacity because he doesn't really need damage. He puts out the damage based off the max health. That's irrelevant to him. He puts out the damage. But if he gets dazed, he's doing no damage. Because there's no counterattacks and he's not getting called to assist from guard and whatnot. <laughs> so instead, rip all the offense and take your Chewy to 150% tenacity. My Chewy has three tenacity sets, a tenacity cross, and then tenacity secondaries. I don't care about his speed. I don't care about his damage. I want him to survive yeah. and not be dazed to assist and whoever else has the guard. Yeah, I have a. I you just made me look up my my Chewy. I have a full offense set and one um, potency set. So <laughs> I might need to. I'm, I I might need to unfuck that shortly. Yeah. Okay. And like, and that's, but that's an easy like. I don't. I don't want anyone to feel bad if they mod their Chewy for offense and potency. That's a fine way to mod him. That's a great way to mod him. That fits his kit. He puts out damage. You want him to stun people, you know, like that makes sense with the kit. So don't feel bad about it. It's just the next step would be then questioning, okay, where's the balance of, does he need more damage by a mods? Or is he doing enough damage that I can justify taking some mod damage and investing instead of like in tenacity? to yeah. make sure that he keeps assisting, you know? And you tailor those questions, you try and balance that out to people. And I don't expect everyone to know that. Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? I expect everyone to know that Chewie assists. No, that's... Like, that, it, it, it's no, funny. Yeah, go ahead, you Kane. Know, it, 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 it's funny that, that, you, that you talk about Chewie this way. I've I've been farming him with uh, with spare energy, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, not, he's not one of the main ones I'm focused on right now. But that's what I'm farming him for. I'm farming him for that max health damage that he does. Yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not looking for him to be an attacker. I'm not looking for the all-out offense. I have 100% seen him as a tank. 
that want him to soak damage for me. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And so that gives you, you know, if you invest, I don't know what, uh, how to, I don't, I don't want anybody to feel bad about not being able to invest hours upon hours into Swigo. It's a, it's a Star Wars mobile game, you know, but it's, yeah. it's a way to say like, yeah, you know, if you try and look between the lines a little bit, you could probably find these interesting little strategies if you have some time to put into it. I understand that I'm in a very, very different situation than a lot of people. And I can spend more time looking at the game, but um, it's it's been really fun to try and just pick up cool little tidbits like that. Uh, B2 is another great example. How should most people have B2 modded? Probably potency. Realistically, you know, probably potency. But again, if you look at B2, where does he thrive? Well, he gains stacking potency. He gains it. You don't need to mod him for potency. He's going to get there on his own. What do God you damn it. To do? Now he's making continue. me look up B2. <laughs> you continue to mod him for tenacity to make sure that he keeps getting 100% turn meter to keep dispelling the debuffs and keep putting out buff immunity and keep putting out target lock. And then that fuels the team. Full know? fucking potency said. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's, he's actually... He's, he, Kane, he's right. He, he's he's rounds on target, right? Like he's not wrong. Like he just said that, and I'm like, God damn it! Now I gotta go look at this fucking guy. And it's it's all six mods, fucking potency. And I'm like, he does yeah, stack like, potency. God damn it! <laughs> but again, is that a bad thing? Absolutely not. That's how anybody would mod B2. Yeah. If it's his kit, it makes sense. You look at B2. What does B2 do? He dispels stuff, and he puts out buff immunity. Those are great things. Yeah. You want potency. The next kind of step is, well, if you look at Grievous, when are you ever going to use B2? 99% of the time, that's going to be under Grievous's leadership. Absolutely. Like, right? Absolutely. You look at uh, Grievous's leadership, whenever a dark side droid ally is resisted, that droid gains 10% potency stacking for the rest of the encounter. That that takes one turn. One turn if AOE if B two does an AOE, and let's say everything gets resisted, that is fifty percent turn meter in one or sorry fifty percent potency in one turn. It takes him like two turns to have well over a hundred percent potency. So you don't really need it, you know. I mean, if you spend all that time investing in potency to get him like a hundred, hundred and fifty percent potency, whatever it is, does that benefit his kit? Yeah. Absolutely, of course it does. That makes perfect sense for him. Like, that's great. Whenever a B2 inflicts a debuff, separate destroyed allies gain 5% turn meter. Of course, go mod him for potency. You're going to do fine. But if you put together the next piece of that kit, which is Grievous's leadership, meaning he doesn't really need that much potency, he gains it anyways. So instead of modding him for potency, mod him for tenacity. Then he keeps doing his thing. So, so Logan has uh, has generously agreed to cover my first ten coaching sessions. Uh, I have. And and you, you were you were drinking, you were drinking. So I mean, you you may have forgotten. Dude, drinking. Uh, I was obviously shit faced because I don't remember this conversation. I was drinking some single malt scotch. My, my first 10 sessions, uh, yeah, Logan's going to cover those, and we're, we're just going to go ahead and start one of them real quick. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Joe Boo needs a refill. Yeah. 
That was a that was probably a lot. I'm sorry. That was that was way more than I meant to. I'm sorry. I, I kind of rambled there, but no, no, by all means. I'm sure. I'm good. sure there's some people out there that are going. Holy fuck! B two doesn't need potency mods, and now they're scrambling on their phone immediately, going, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm gonna change that shit like immediately. Yeah. See, I don't want people to panic because, of course, that's how you should, like. Of course, that's how you're going to mod B2. And, like, it's not a bad thing. It, by no means. That makes perfect sense, you know. Like, absolutely. Go for it. It makes perfect sense to mod them that way. So, but it's just, that, that's a, those are very simple examples of um, stuff that I try to cover. Um, and that is, that's the one, that's the stuff that I want to put in. Here's here's a quick question. Stuff I want to cover. Yeah. Coaching. I mean, Absolutely. I just want that information out there so people can play the game. Maybe they can learn a thing or two about the game, and enjoy it a little bit more. Hopefully. Here, here's a quick question for you. If if you're you're, you're going to do this, and I'm I'm looking forward forward to it because I'm definitely going to tune in. But for some of our early um, early game players, that because we we've gotten quite a few. We've gotten quite a few listeners that have chimed in Discord saying. Hey, I'm a new player. I want to know this. I want to know that. Here's a tune that a lot of early game players are going to go for first. How would you mod CLS? Commander mm. Luke Skywalker. CLS. CLS is a fun example of a character that changes uh, a lot. Has changed um, already a lot. Um, CLS is a very adaptable character. You're not going to go super wrong. If you mod him for speed and potency, offense and potency, um, I think that kind of makes sense for a lot of people, and is probably probably where a lot of people would go for his kit. Um, me personally, I mod him specifically for tenacity, which I think is kind of funny because I've given three examples. Grid likes tenacity. I'm going to find a different example of defense. Let's talk about defense next time. That'll be my next example. Okay. Um, tenacity on CLS um, actually fits into it. Genuinely, though, does go back to my original example, which was Chewbacca. Um, I care about Chewbacca. Well, actually, now at this point, both Chewies, both Chewbacca and Chupio. I care about Chewie and Chupio assisting so much in that team that what I am doing is specifically modding CLS to have a big old chunk of tenacity because if you go over to Chupio's kit, Chupio shares stats. And a lot of people know that. Yep, he I does. met and talked to a lot of people that don't know the next part of that sentence is uh, Chupio gains 40% of the leader's max health, max protection, offense, defense, potency, and tenacity at the start of the encounter, and then rebel allies gain half that amount. So what's what's really happening is everybody is gaining stats from the leader. It's it's not Chewy. Like, Chupio's not giving any of his stats to anybody. He's just allowing other people to gain stats from the leader. And and, so for, and, and Grid, for the new listeners, uh, explain what uh, um, the, the, tree, the Chupio is. Uh, the Chupio character? Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, that is, uh, 3PO and Chewie. Yeah. 3PO and Chewie. So there's, he's combining, it's, yeah, it's very confusing. So there's, <laughs> the, the best CLS comp is Commander Luke lead with then 
just his name is just Chewbacca. <laughs> yep. And then Han Solo, just Han Solo. And then you have the character C3PO. And then you have the character 3PO and Chewie. Now, a lot of people, or at least I definitely do, I call C3PO, I call him 3PO. Yep. And so uh, 3PO and Chewie then consequently adopted the name Chewpio. Yeah, we just we've had a lot of uh, listeners go l- literally uh, message us and be like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about with the acronyms?" <laughs> who are these characters? Yeah, like, who the hell are you talking you guys, about? You guys are speaking a different language. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I care about Chewbacca uh, and Chup or would be Chupio, three PO, Chupio, assisting so much uh, that I mod. Then consequently, my commander Luke Skywalker to have more tenacity, yeah, to, so that the rest of my team, but primarily the two Chewba- uh, Chewbacca's, gain more tenacity. So that's how I mod my CLS. I do a speed set and a tenacity set. Um, my CLS currently has. Uh, let's see, what did I? Actually, I was just remodding him today for GAC. Oh, um, we're getting into that. My my CLS currently has 332 speed and 120 percent tenacity. 332 speed, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I, but I really like my Commander Luke. I, I really like the CLS team. It's probably my favorite team in the game. So it's it's I dirty. A lot of time. If it, it is, if it's modded right, there's been there's been some teams in GAC I've looked at and I've been like. What the fuck am I gonna do against that? Like, holy shit, that is turbo. That's just ridiculous. So very, very famously, um, I I did a GAC match against Cubs. Oh, you um, did? I don't know if you guys were around for that one, but it was it was a couple of years ago like, at this point, I think, or a year and a bit ago or something. But yeah, I did a GAC against Cubs, um, and I put a CLS team on defense, and I dropped the battle, and I was like, oh my goodness, I think I'm gonna lose here. Like, I think this is it, guys. And then he took in a Jedi Knight Luke team against my CLS. My CLS beat him. Um, and he ended up, uh, he retreated that battle, and then he sent in a different squad that lost outright. And so the so then this was a, a preloaded, a turn meter loaded CLS team. Oh. He then took in SOKR and still lost against CLS. Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, and he's still... Lo- well, preloaded TM with a CLS squad is dirty. Disgusting. It is a disgusting it team. Is. I love it. I think it's such a fun team. I love its Datacrons as well. I use some Datacrons for the CLS team to boost them up. I just think this was probably my favorite team in the game. So that's that's why mine's modded that well. I think a realistic number for most CLS, if we're talking like a Relic something CLS... If you ballpark him around 300 speed-ish, you know, 270 to 300 speed and roughly 100% tenacity, I'd say thumbs up. Okay. What do you got for him, Kane? Quick, quick question on on the mod. Since uh, since you're you're about to start doing the coaching and you've you've modded uh, other accounts, and what would you say to a new player that is just getting into mods? Like I just started farming mods today. Mm-hmm. The first bit of advice, actually, I, I can't remember if we were recording when we first talked about this, but I, I, I might have been off the recording. But the first thing that I would say is is truly any mod is going to help. Like, don't 
don't stress there's some people who are going to say like or you'll see the guides right the guides say like uh five characters you might be modding wrong or you know 10 squads you may be modding wrong um and you know mod these characters this way and blah blah, blah. and you're over there stressing because you don't have all of these mods you don't have a speed set and tenacity set that you can put on commander luke like i just told you to do that's okay if you're just starting out man a mod is, is a mod just throw them on there it, most characters in the game you're gonna be fine realistically um after that i would say take a little bit of time and kind of go squad by squad um because character squad uh squad synergy is very important in in galaxy of heroes it's extremely important and so i'd probably say start with the squad dissect said squad and try and figure out some of the mods that make sense and just just kind of take it project by project so let's say you just absolutely love mon mothma Let's say that's just your favorite team in the game. You just freaking love Mon Mothma. Figure out the team comp. Go watch the videos specifically to how to mod, you know, a Mon Mothma team or, you know, looking up videos of what's the best Mon Mothma team or something like that. Um, start there. Find that team comp that you really enjoy. Build that team comp and then mod said team comp and then move on after that from the next character and just kind of like when you do that i think for like a squad or two you're gonna find that you you're probably gonna pick up on some of the tendencies and most characters probably you're gonna be okay with a speed set plus x set for most characters yeah speed set plus x set you're probably gonna find be fine maybe it's a speed set to potency set maybe it's a speed set to crit chance um you'll pick up on other common ones that like crit damage normally goes with crit chance like those two tend to go together it makes sense if you want to benefit from crit damage you have to have crit chance so might as well mod him for crit chance you know um so i would i would say start simple don't don't let it be an over daunting task take it project by project and then you're going to find that you naturally pick up on quite a few tendencies that mods tend to follow all right oh yeah, oh, yeah. that that actually that just taught me a lot uh, so i've I, right now i've i've said it on multiple episodes now i've, I've been farming and working with phoenixes um i just started i just started working with some jedis cool. uh, i've kind of put rebels on my back burner i'm still mm -hmm. keeping them updated and i'm starting to mod them as well i just told uh, you cls is like my favorite squad yes you're doing this to me <laughs> You're doing this to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I've actually been farming uh, Palpatine and Yoda. I'm trying to go straight down and just get everything in order up to Starkiller. Once I get to that one, Starkiller will be my first one in that area. Right. But, um, yeah, my, my Phoenix is for Palpatine. My Jedis are for Yoda. Those are just the two that I'm working on. Um, I'm using uh, Phoenixes for... Uh, shit, yeah. Tron or Karn, yeah, I'm dyslexic. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm using my Phoenixes to try and get uh, a little bit further on on him as well. Mm -hmm. And I've been modding them, and that's that answered a lot of my questions. I really thought that I was modding them wrong with uh, just doing offense and potency because of all the synergy from Phoenixes with they healed every turn, mm -hmm. but 
yeah, you pretty much laid it out for me that there really is no wrong way, yeah. and it's it's working. Yes, that's that's like what's important, right? Mods, they can be so scary, and they truly can be, right? Like I'm not saying they aren't. Like they can super be daunting, but if you want to boil down Phoenix, you talk about it super simple. Ezra, what does Ezra do? He hits hard. You that's got, it. You got a lightsaber. You're supposed to hit people pretty hard. That's what you do, right? So modded for offense uh, or crit damage and then crit chance, and you're probably going to find be fine. The reason I say offense is because his unique, he gains stacking 10% offense. Yep. So offense makes sense. Great. Moving on. Hera, what does Hera do? She kind of supports the squad, right? Gives a little bit of healing here and there. She calls assists. She's a support character. What should support characters probably do? They should probably stick around in the battle for a while and survivability yeah yeah you know give them a little bit of speed a little bit of survivability let them stick around for a while like you can make the kit simple like that and you're not gonna go wrong just kind of look at it for a second look at a unique uh zeb bonus max protection he gains max health let's see okay equal to that recovers protection at the start of his turn all right i'll give him some damage and some protection you know like you can keep it simple don't don't get scared it just take it that character at a time and and next thing you know your whole your whole roster is going to be modded for each of those characters you know be like oh cool but then you'll go do a raid and you'll be like here's my awesomely modded whatever character and it doesn't work at all yeah "Hmm, why didn't that work and then you tackle the next puzzle which is well maybe need more damage maybe need more speed maybe need whatever you know no absolutely well, all right, we um, <laughs> we went on a good. I'm rambling so much. No, 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 Grid, you're good. You are you are giving a lot of our viewers some really outstanding insight, and I appreciate that. Um, I did want to hit um, on an episode of the the Gridzy sh- session. You guys had Crumb on, and uh, we in a previous episode we did hit on that, but the uh, the lovely gentlemen over at the escape pod cast <laughs> they did have crumb on and mm-hmm. um Great he, he it was it was um i love those guys they actually um they had me on to kind of pimp my show a little bit and i was oh my god i was so thankful that they had mm-hmm. me on that was out that was so awesome i've been a big fan of those guys for a while um for our viewers if you don't know about this uh, the escape pod cast you're wrong you need to look that up um but they had crumb and it was uh he <laughs> dude dropped some shit uh-huh. the dude dropped some shit um yeah. and uh, i want to kind of go over some of that quickly um i mean it, it's already been confirmed but when he said look undercover yeah. we we knew where that was going yeah, we knew where that was headed, and now we have it. Um, this episode would go far too long, so I'm not going to go over the kit. But what 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 do you think of Skiffguard Lando's kit, and how that's going to fit in with Jabba for some of our late game players? And how do you, I mean, how do you feel this Jabba GL is rounding out? Do you think this is going to be? I guess what I'm asking is, and I'm asking for myself too. I made the decision that I'm going for the profundity first. I can't fall behind mm-hmm. in ships. 
I've lost yeah. too many goddamn fucking matches in GAC, Dota fleets, yeah. and I'm not being that guy. So yeah. I'm going for the profundity first. Jabba can wait. Um, so now that Skiff Guard Lando has come out, I've read his kit. I know you've read his kit. How do you feel that this Jabba team is rounding out? Like, how do you feel about it? Um, I think it's going to turn into an interesting kit. Um, they're they're trying to. I think they're there's there's themes to every you know faction um and we're i think we're every time we get one of these new characters for the hot cartel we're just getting a you know a little piece of the puzzle we're just getting a little insight as to what java might be doing because um each one of these new characters that we've seen uh black chrysanthemum and now um Skiffguard, uh lando um their kits are pretty specific with hot cartel yeah. Um, very specific. Very. Obviously. To the extent of, like, you basically have two kits in one. One of that just being a normal, like, whatever scoundrel that doesn't do a whole lot. And then, like, the next level is if everybody's hot cartel. So, um, I think when you're looking at Skiffguard Lando's kit, there's a lot of things that are sticking out. Defense, penetration, and potency. Um, that immediately talks to me about, or that immediately, like, says to me, um, like if I'm picturing Kersanthan having even more tenacity, or sorry, even more potency to inflict, you know, shocks, evasion down, um, landing all of his debuffs, um, as well as in uh, the other aspect, it talks about defense penetration and then pot or uh, offense per stack of deep cover, um, and he can have a maximum of uh, five of those. So if you have five stacks, twenty offense each, yep, a hundred percent offense, and he gives that to allies. So he's giving out 100% offense. He's giving out a whole bunch of, uh, you know, 30% potency here, 50% potency here. Um, he inflicts armor shred. Um, there's a lot of these aspects that are kind of, you put that in combination with these other characters, these other people, uh, Black Kersanthan, for example, and you start to look at how this kit is probably going to have a lot of, like, I, I'm picturing, like, bounty hunters, they tend to, uh, you know, like, they kind of use, or at least the Hut Cartel, not bounty hunters, Hut Cartel, you know, they, they use, like, extortion tactics a lot. They're really, they're pretty brute force. They're pretty, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're pretty cunning. Um, and so offense and potency kind of make sense to me for some reason. You know, just like the brute force, the sort of damage to muscle their way through whatever problem. Uh, but then also potency to inflict these nasty sort of debuffs along the way uh, and kind of cause some problems along the way. So we're seeing a lot of potency building up. Um, we're seeing a lot of shock getting thrown out there, those evasion downs from Kersanthan. Um Now we're getting a lot of the damage from uh, Skiffguard. Um, we're getting, let's see here, one of, uh, he's getting this new aspect, Hut's Favor, I think is super interesting. Um, you deal with physical damage to target enemy and it consumes all stacks of deep cover on Skiffguard. And then it deals three percent of the target's max or target enemy's max health per debuff on them. Um, yeah. And then Skiffguard gains this new thing called Trusted Agent that gives him bonus again defense penetration and offense. And then he's gaining attacks on a turn. And so you see this kind of cycle of like they're dealing a buttload of damage um, based off of stuff like debuffs. I think we're going to see a lot of that throughout the kit. I think we're going to see some tenacity downs pretty soon. Um, I think it gives us also an insight that one thing this kit doesn't really have is uh, kind of any sort of like turn meter gain. 
Um, and Kersanthin doesn't have like a ton of turn meter gain either. Um, no, he actually doesn't. He has, no, he has you know kind of some sort of aspect, but like uh, I, I think there's something in his kit. He gains turn meter for something. I think it's somewhere in his kit. He has a little bit of turn meter, but I think that's something that you can look at as well. In here is that we don't really have a whole lot of turn meter gain just yet on this team, but we do have speed ups. There's a lot of speed ups getting thrown out there. Um, so like Black Kersanthin gives himself speed up. Uh, Skiffguard. Uh, Lando gives out, uh, I think it was defense up and speed up as well if they were a cartel or something. So you're seeing some of those aspects, but we don't have turn meter gain yet. So maybe these new marquee characters are going to have some turn meter gain or they're yeah. going to be more offense and potency. So now he'd, a yeah. puzzle. Now he'd also mentioned, and this, this definitely, um, especially for some of the um, newer players, this piqued my interest. Mm -hmm. Um Crum had said that on the last tier of mod battles, it would all be six dot. Or not, sorry, it would all be, um, uh, shit, what did he say? It would, um, I took notes here, God damn it. He said something to the effect that on the, on the last node of all the mod sets on the mod battles, you wouldn't be getting any of the three dot mods. You'd be getting um, the good stuff. All the five dots. Yeah, all the five dots. So... Yeah. I I I thought that was a good nod to people that are that are struggling. Like I know, like myself, for example, and any other player that farms for mods, it seems like a good chunk of what you farm you have to sell because mm -hmm. you're not. Yeah. I mean, some of the newer players, if it's a three dot, they might look at it and go, "All right, temporarily this will work," yeah. but. For more mid-game to end-game, it's like, all right, we're just selling that shit. It's just sold. Absolutely. We're not, and the, I, yeah. yeah. They're the, one of the quickest ways to upgrade any mod is by a star. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, that's just uh, as quickly as you can. Yes, you want to get rid of every sub five-star, five-dot, whatever you want to call it, five-star, five-dot mod as soon as possible. There's very rare, uh, like, examples that i would say you might keep one and that's probably only in the case of a speed secondary like if you have a four dot mod so the primary stat's kind of rough but it's like plus 18 you know something like that plus 20 you know you can get some of those with four dots um and maybe you can hang on to it but yeah pretty much as quick as possible you're going to want to replace all of them um but yeah, I, I'm I'm glad they're doing that. I think that's kind of ridiculous that you know, sort of at, at this point with some of these mod battles that people are still worried about in the max tier getting these absolutely basic, very very close to useless mods. Yeah, literally. Like they are the first things that you are wanting to get rid of. Yeah. And so the fact that like at the max tier you could still maybe get it is like, hey, come on, really, dude? Like. I know. Like, come on. Like. You know, if you're doing max tiers, why the fuck am I getting three dot mods? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it makes any sense. I, I'm glad they're doing it. I feel like it's long overdue. Now that he um he also mentioned that uh, they're not done with phase one on gear economy. There's a couple of things they want to shore up, which, in my opinion, you know, again, Crumbs the spokesman, so I'm not going to give him shit, but I'm going to give CG some shit. What took you so goddamn long 
What have you been waiting for? Like, you crammed Inquisitors and Datacrons down our goddamn throats, but you can't unfuck the gear issue? But now we're being told Phase 1 is going to be completed? Yeah. Okay. Man, I, I, you know, I, I totally get getting really mad at it, and I have been very upset about it. <laughs> um, but hey, you know what? I, I want... I just... I feel like, uh, oh goodness, what's that? There's all the philosophers that talk about it. It's just like the positive reinforcement. Yes. Positive feedback. Yes, indeed. I just want to be like, yes, Crumb. Okay, phase one. What's next? Let's, yes. Good yeah. step in the right direction. You know, I want to encourage the good behavior. We heard something. They said it exists. I'll take it. You know, because the last thing we had was that dude who was like, wait, phase two? I thought we were done with that. And obviously you can't take some just random dude's, you know, Reddit post for word. Like, no, who knows who that guy was? Like, maybe they just told him to watch the desk for a minute. Like, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know if it was or wasn't a person. But like, you know what I mean? Like, they said it's coming. They said they're not done. I'll take it. Please follow through with your word. Otherwise, I'm going to be mad because we've been in this situation for a long time. I feel like everybody's been talking about it for a long time. That we want something to change with the gear. You guys are in charge of gear economy. It's fully in your right to change it. It's there's no real world consequences of this isn't a true economy. <laughs> we can change things. And everybody who plays your game is saying, We hate how this currently is. Can we re readdress it? And so them saying yes, phase two is coming, we're gonna make some changes is like, thank you, I'll take it. It's something. You know, but that's that's to... where that's where yeah. insist problem lies, though. You know, with, with any with any good game, with any game that has any length of you know time span, like you you guys have both been playing what six years. Yeah, it's the game that you know and love. If they make any changes to the core, it's going to affect the way that you guys play because you guys have played it for so long. You guys have done all of this stuff, and now they're introducing a new way to do it. Yeah. So there, there's going to be more backdraw with the changes, even if they accommodate the changes that you guys are wanting. It's going to be a drawback for you guys regardless. And that, that's, like I said, that's any game with a time span of yeah. years. Yeah, there's, there's unique problems to games being out for so long. Like a lot of times, yeah, the, a plan is, hey, this is a cool game. Let's see, you know, does this work? Does this make sense? Somebody plays it for six months, says, yeah, that was fun. Okay, cool. You know, send it out. You know, maybe it's a couple of years, but well, yeah, it's a lot of times it, with the... it's like what, what's what what what's the big fucking deal of adding ten more pieces of Chirotech into assault battles? What, what's what what's wrong with that? What's what's wrong with adding ten more Carbontes? in into the the daily shit that you do like it's just it's it's simple little things that i feel because i mean kane i, I don't want to speak for you but i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking speak for you um <laughs> but for somebody that's just starting this game you have to look at this and go yo what the fuck is my motivation Holy shit, dude. Look at the list of shit that I got to do. And really, I'm getting how many of this yeah. per energy? Or I'm getting, I'm 
refra and and especially for somebody in Kane's situation who doesn't have the crystal income that you are that you or I have grid and they have to be a lot more careful about where they put their energy and it's just it's 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 yeah. just like you know <laughs> it's fucking mind-boggling um I, I you know hate to be the bearer of bad news if uh if i'm remembering correct so don't hard quote me but um if i'm remembering correct the inquisitors right uh cg's new favorite toy and everything uh the inquisitor squad he needed like i think it was like five thousand carbontes yeah i did i did hear that somewhere yep yep it's like yeah it's like somewhere around five thousand carbontes and and you look at that and you're like that's extremely daunting because that's five characters and the number 5000 may not mean a lot in context but for example in order for somebody to get 50 you know that takes probably about a week yeah you know roughly like being realistic maybe you could do it a little bit faster maybe you could do it a little bit slower but like between the uh the normal challenges if we're talking the max gear reward for one of those challenges i think you get what is it 27 or something like that yep I can't remember how much it is, but um, somewhere around there. Yeah, you know, and you could do like two, roughly two-ish of those a week. I think it is, or two or three of those a week. Um, so, like, you're talking roughly a week for a Carbanti, and so in the grand scheme of things, for you to get five thousand for one team. Now, of course, there's also additional. You know, you could get it a full one as a raid reward. You could get, you know, maybe it'll take you a couple of days, but like ballparking you know a few days to a week for one carbanti and you have to get five thousand like uh, obviously it's not going to take you five thousand weeks uh, to, to play with the, uh, to get that that's not how it works it's every 50 yeah, yeah. broken up that way well um, but that, but that so, would be where that would be where the problem comes in though like like i said you guys have been playing for six years and you guys know that the grind is real you got when you guys were doing this y'all were going through weeks at a time that y'all were farming something if they change it and implement it into the game now to make it easier for me to get closer to where you guys are. And all they did was make it easier for you guys to farm what you've already been taking so long to farm. That's an unfair advantage to me. And I, I really believe that's how veteran players will, will see it. Well, it, I remember the grind. I remember when it took me a month just to get this one character. Oh, and here I am I, with a new two, three month, I, two, three month guy that now has this character. Got him in a week. This is bullshit. No, I, I, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and put my foot down on that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a great. I already know where you're going with that. I already know where no, you're headed. I do not. Uh, I do not have the mindset that just because I had to have something hard that the person after me doesn't also have to have it. No. I don't share that. No, I don't either. I'd love to see them say, here's some changes to make the new guy enjoy the game more. I still enjoy the game. I will continue to enjoy the game more if I can get Carbontis quicker, of course. Um, But no, I I don't. don't, But the the game has progressed so much. We have six GLs, Starkiller, Commander Ahsoka Tano, Dad bod boba. We have Malgus. There's so much shit that somebody in Kane's position, or even even at one or two million GP, they are years away, literally years away from where we are. Yes. 
And for them to get the real enjoyment out of the game, to to increase progression, I don't... I mean, yeah. Should they... Should they increase the gear to the point where everybody has everything geared out? No, it's it's a business model made by design, and we understand that. But for people that are just starting out, like, what's wrong with a dollar, a buck ninety nine pack for a full Carbanti? What's wrong with that? You you know how much money they'd make off that shit? It, it'd be ridiculous. I've been. Been saying that for months at this point. A like, $1.99 for a full Carbanti. Yeah. Actually, I think I said 99 cents. I, oh, I did you? A dollar. Yeah, when I wanted it. I wanted I would even do like this could be a social freaking experiment here, dude. Do it for a week. Keep a pack that's one dollar <laughs> for Carbantis <laughs> or even Chirotex. And tell me how much money you make. Now, then there's going to be the problem of a backlash of people saying, like, it might be too easy for people to wail on. You know, somebody could say, dude, what's stopping somebody if, if one Carbanti is, you know, one dollar? Uh, somebody's going to spend five hundred dollars buying Carbantis. Like, that wouldn't be fair. So you can't go too far. You know, you can't go that far. You'd have to say, like, maybe a spending limit of perhaps five, you know, maybe it's five a day. Maybe it's, you know, one a day for one week. So you only get seven. I don't know. I don't know. I don't do those numbers. But, you know, to keep it kind of fair, but still see people who would be like, yeah, I would absolutely, me personally, if I saw a Carbanti for a dollar, I'd buy it. Of course, I have to, I have, I have, to have millions of those things. Like, oh, my God. If you, if you gave me one for a dollar, of course I would take that. When I saw the amount of Carbantis Malgus needed, I almost cried. Yeah, like that's just, it, it's so much. And so, um at the time though and this is this is not like i'm not i'm not trying to defend cg here i don't want anybody to confuse this um but there's a i think there would it would be easy to say that there's a layer that some people may not understand um with cg and and with 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 swiggo in general of where the game like started versus where it is it is not the same game it's not like it fundamentally is not there. no it's not and so we got to understand, like, yes, I think truly CG should have had some idea of solving this sooner. I think the warning signs were there very quickly for you to say that this is not a sustainable thing. I think they should have been doing this earlier, but I understand why it happened. Because back then, to get 50 Carbantes was... I mean, you had like there's like I think the game launched with like a hundred and like ten characters or something like that. If I no, yeah, that. yeah. It, it wasn't that many. Like, it it didn't launch with that many characters, and and it they they weren't there were so many that were bad, <laughs> very <laughs> useful. Yeah. Like you didn't have to spend that much time to like get somebody kind of leveled up. The max level is like gear seven, I think. It was it was, it was gear seven. Yep. Yeah, it was like gear seven, and of course you you know the game's gonna progress, you know, and in, in gear levels and stuff. But the game where it started versus where it is, the game developed, but the economy did not at all. Maybe slightly. I should actually I take that back. I say slightly. They introduced you know some events that started giving more stuff and more gear, like raids and whatnot. But I would say the ratio of how the game has progressed versus how the economy progressed, not the same. It's just not. And they, I think they gotta keep, they gotta, they gotta update it. It's just, 
the ratio is too high of the game progression is outspeeding the economy progression. People literally, you can't keep up without spending money. You have no option. And that's not fair to people. There has to at least be an option. Maybe it's way better to spend money. There should at least be an option to do something without money. Fundamentally, that's where I stand. Yeah, like, may, yeah, like I agree. Like something like maybe people that are under like the 3 million GP mark, they get double drops in assault battles. Like that wouldn't bother me. Okay. I mean, honestly, at nine, at, at nine point, four, yeah, at, at nine point four GP, I'm not going to worry about somebody at three million GP. I, like, we're not going to worry about that. We'll never see them, ever. By, by doing it that way as well, I mean, you know, like like you were saying, Grid, it's it's taking a pay to win game and keeping it true to that free to play aspect that a lot of people, a lot of new players are drawn in on. It's yeah. a free-to-play Star Wars game. Yeah. By doing it that way, you're you're making it true. It is free-to-play. You're going to help the guys that aren't paying, and you're not going to make it all pay-to-win. Yeah. Just fundamentally, I feel like Swigo doesn't have to follow the reputation of other mobile games. Like, that's... It's unfortunately, and I don't mean to get too real world here, but, you know, it's like, it's unfortunately a problem with mobile games in general, right? Like, mobile games are, frankly, kind of predatory, you know? Like, they really pry on people and microtransactions and two bucks here and five dollars there. You know, it's like, it's, everybody kind of knows that with mobile games, and Swigo doesn't have to follow that reputation. Like they just fundamentally, they don't need to do that. You oh no, we we know. we have a segment on this show called "Overpriced Beer and Hot Wings," where I go through the store yeah. and I tell the consumer and I look at the packs as a spender, as a nine point four million GP spender. I look at packs and I tell our listeners, "No, don't buy that shit. That's garbage. Yeah. That's absolute yeah. go- like the." The packs, the gam, the 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 roulette packs of you can get five or three hundred and thirty. No, dude, avoid that nope. shit like the plague. Nope, gambling. You know those are uh, again. Just I, I don't want to harp on it too much. Just uh, this is frankly a, a game that should be kind of everywhere for everyone, from kids yeah. to adults. And having these uh, these are obviously gambling, you know, techniques, and these are obviously you know that that prize on a certain sort of part of the mind um and and attaching that to something that's supposed to be fun is that's dangerous that's dangerous to do you know and and especially for kids uh, especially if you know kid has has a has a maybe it's a device that has a credit card connected to it very easy to spend a lot of money very quickly and that's not fair for people as well yeah no I, i agree parents shouldn't have to be so scared about a game to give to their kid accidentally max out their credit card within a few purchases. You can spend easily, I'm just scrolling through the, the store pack right now, you know? Easily spend oh, to $300 right now. Yeah, yeah. All I, mean, I got to do is hit a button. And see, I know, I know that we're all thinking it, but I'm going to be that asshole, and I like being that asshole to be the one to bring it up. You are that asshole. Uh, so... It's, it's the same way that uh, EA, Activision, Blizzard, they had that lawsuit that hit them. Mm-hmm. Microtransactions, pay to win, pay to win. They were releasing content that people that were playing the game for free could not get. They just couldn't get it. 
And that lawsuit hit because they made millions of dollars on content that players, unless they spent money, they couldn't get. I'm not. I'm not saying, hey, let's go out and do this and hit this. You know, hit this game the same way. But I believe that that's what it's going to take. That's what helped the console and PC world with with their pay to win. It's it could help the mobile games as well. I'm not saying do it. I was not a fan of the lawsuit that happened with Activision and EA and all that shit. I was not a fan. I it was their game. They designed it. They have the right to do whatever the fuck they please. But it did help the gaming world with those games. It's just it's a unfortunate, a very <laughs> complicated uh, topic. To it is because it, it involves morals with business at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, and those two things are very difficult to coincide. They're very difficult. You know, business relationships is a you know it's a it's a stretch of the word because you're you know it's a customer and a company. It's a you know, we ultimately, yes, we are players of a game that's owned, and the, how do you factor in morals of the millions of people who play a game versus the hundreds or couple of people who own a game, like, whose morals are, it's, I don't know, tackle that shit, but I wish they yeah. would just make things kind of cheaper for everybody, because, like, come on, dude, like, people, I, I had, I personally, I personally know multiple people who have put over a hundred thousand dollars into this game i've spoken with them personally i've seen it i know what happens i also they have the money though i know they come from a very good place and they're okay i also unfortunately on the flip side know of one of my friends who spent his student loans on the game got in some deep trouble and i was Oof. like what's going on here you know it's problematic i've always I'm said if this game came out in my 20s i'd be fucked <laughs> I just, hey, I really, I would love to see what this practice is doing. I would love to see them just handle it in a way that is different from these other people because they can do it and they're better. I, I know, I know these people. I know some of them personally. Crumb's a great person. He really this is. Has nothing to do with Crumb. No, nothing to do with Crumb. Like, I just wish the company for whatever somehow was able to, in our world, survive and continue to do and just do better. Like, I would shake Crumb's ham, hand and buy him a shot. Absolutely, any day of the week. Yep. Yeah, he, he seemed he seemed really cool. But especially I mean, Tuesday, you know, because, like, stuff's getting expensive. And the fucking chops, dude. Like, anybody that rocks chops like that, dude, you are <laughs> rad in my book. Beautiful. Like, they are, they are just gorgeous. It's like, dude, holy fuck, dude. A, we were doing a charity stream, and he showed a picture of his dad. Identical. No shit. Oh, man, he's gotten the mutton chops and just... Looks, it's just identical. He's got the same hair. He's got the same mutton chops. Just great. <laughs> it's now, wild. now, Grant, I, I gotta, I gotta ask you. Um, uh, it's, 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 and I know we we've talked about it in the past several episodes. I don't wanna, I don't wanna beat a dead horse too much, but it's it's on a lot of people's minds. Early game, uh, early game players, even though they don't have access, and that's been an issue. But mid game players, late game players. What is your overall thought on fucking Datacrons? And how do you feel about set three? Um, I've honestly been trying to change my tone about Datacrons um, to a certain degree. Uh, there's, there's just, I feel like a... Yeah. Do you feel like CG it's, has left out 
a large population of the gaming community to this. So the way that I'll phrase it is, um, or the way that I'll answer the, the, the original sort of question is, Datacrons inherently, I think, are an okay idea that they have done horribly, horribly, horribly. Is another sort of progression level in the, or not progression level, but you know what I mean, like, um, kind of a progression, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you're not leveling up your character, but they're extending the goalpost of you being able to dish out more damage and gain more, yeah. basically, abilities and uniques and aspects, you know? It's pushing that goalpost of what your characters are capable of. It's pushed that again. And the problem is, in my personal opinion, it pushed it way too far, way too fast, and was not well thought out on how it interacts in other aspects of the game. And and I, I know we're in an exhibition period, but this was not done well. No. Like it, it just it it we learned a lot and I really hope they make the changes that we want them to, you know, make. But like inherently, if a datacron, like I'm picturing, if there was a datacron and it was the same sort of aspect, let's say it's the exact same thing. But at the end of a conquest, you get a datacron and the datacron only went to level three. And that was it. You got two stat boosts and then one like affiliation boost. And like, that was it. And the numbers were all cranked down. We're talking like, but you know the one where the, the infamous start the battle with 25% turn meter? No, yeah, yeah. What about instead of 25% turn meter, it was like 2.5% turn meter. You know, it's something like way more manageable where it moves, like it lets you be like, ooh, that, okay, hang on, 2.5% turn meter, like, eh, I'm going to be okay. You know, my character's 340, his is like 210. I'm fine. You know, you're not going to stress it. But it, it could be enough for you to be like, okay, hang on, I'm 340, he's 310, is that going to be enough? And you kind of, you know, you can sort of work with it. But it, it it's not changing a character from 300 speed to 400 speed. That's ridiculous. It's way too much. But the inherent idea of, like, moving the goalpost via datacrons and being able to tie into conquest, if everything was scaled back, so if fundamentally... The way that they're doing it <laughs> was redone completely. I could be okay with a totally different idea of Datacrons. But this version of Datacrons, absolutely not. It is a nightmare for Territory Wars right now. Oh, oh it's ridiculous. You just say, like, you just say, fuck it, and just good luck, guys. Like, hey, look, it's, uh, it's a wall of JMKs. You have to look at every single Datacron to see if it does or does not you know, if it doesn't have the stunicron, if it doesn't have this, if it doesn't, if it has a crap kind of health steal, if it's a, a bajillion and a half offense, like you have to look at all these things. You can't do that as a territory war officer. If every freaking month we're getting set one, set two, set three, and then set four, and then all, and it's changing that dramatically every single freaking set. No way. This how can not sustainable? Not possible. Not okay. How can CG get early? Like, what can CG do to get? Because obviously, there, there, there's a gate, Relic Three, oh, which is fucking yeah. ridiculous. Um, what do you think CG can do to get? Because like people like Kane or even two, three, four million GP. I mean, yeah, they may have a handful of Relic Three, Relic Four, but they're not getting the benefit of these things. 
what can what what do you think CG can do to get a, a vast majority of the player base involved in these things? Um, actually, I was just talking about this with Heinke and some others. Um, the first thing immediately that I would love for them to see with Datacrons, um, you got to scale them back. You yeah. have to be toned back. The numbers are way too high. You can't have 800% health skill. That's stupid. <laughs> all back a lot. And when you stop, like maybe go a little bit more. Like just way back. Tone it way back. Um, a datacron I have for Lord Vader has like over 300 some odd health steel. It's disgusting. It's so. Ah, hey, we could talk about that in a coaching lesson. There you go. Yep. Do you know why health steel on Lord Vader is dangerous? Like in a bad way? Really? What do you got? Lord Vader can't be critically hit when he's below a certain health health percentage, right? That's true. So if you have health steal, you're taking yourself back to full health, which then allows, for example, SLKR to get a one shot because you're critically hit a full. <laughs> and it allows you to kill him actually easier. Because sometimes your problem with beating Lord Vader with SLKR is that he stays in that kind of like 30 to 50 percent health sort of range and you can't crit him but when he goes back to full health you hit him for seven hundred thousand, you kill him in one shot i feel like so. i'm robert de niro talking to billy crystal going you you this yeah, guy session this guy 24.95 yeah <laughs> yeah i'll send you my paypal <laughs> oh, shit, okay, no, that's, that's just that's a fun one you know that's another one of those little it's just, I mean, I, I, I went ape shit on Darth Malgus and Conquest, and I, I racked up twelve of the twenty-five plus health steals, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Um, Datacrons have improved my GAC ridiculously because I seem to be matched up with people that are just going meh. I'm just not engaging. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sitting on 11 level 9s and my average appointment, my appointment, yeah. <laughs> I'm too much scotch. My average opponent is sitting on yeah. 3. Well, yeah, and I'm just I like, like, okay. I think I have like 4. I haven't been able to get enough supplies to do it, so I've been way, um, I've been spending I did. I did want to touch uh, touch one thing that you and Heinze brought up uh, yeah. about datacrons and omicrons. Yeah. Uh, how how they're distributed in different. <clears throat> you can use them here, but you can't use them there. Yeah. It was touched. It was touched slightly whenever you guys were talking to Crumb, and I don't think that. I don't think that either one of you were ever able to actually say where you would like those instead of where they are. And I, I wanted to ask that. To, like, get the, the datacron materials? No, or, uh, where, where you could use them. Oh, where else like, you could use yeah, them? Yeah, uh, you, you and, you and Heinze both said that uh, you didn't like that you could use the datacrons in the, in the GAC, but you can't use the Omicrons. No, that was actually brought up also with the, um, yeah. Um, the, escape, yeah, the escape podcast. Nev had yeah. said, why... Why are we allowed to use them here, but we're not allowed to use them there? And I, that, yes. that's a compelling question. Well, Crum answered very well a few um, 
Crum answered it pretty well, actually. He basically said the, the long answer short is Datacrons were designed to work within the space of a 5v5 slash yes. 3v3 environment. Yes, he did so say that. That's why it makes sense for uh, GAC. That's why it makes sense for Squad Arena. Um, and why it makes sense for like Territory Wars. Why it does make sense for raids. It doesn't, the, the scale effect, you know, the scale effect, SOKR is the perfect example of SOKR in a, in a 5v5 battle, you have five minutes. SOKR starts hitting pretty hard towards the end of the match, but then the battle ends. Yep. And HSTR, I can make my Kylo hit for, you know, 10 million plus and in one shot. And Cat is an even better example because you can make her do 100 million damage in one shot. So if you throw a Datacron on top of that, I think the game would just explode at some point. <laughs> 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 because you a cat stacking up that much damage and you throw a yeah. Datacron on her when yeah. she does, you know, bonus damage what, and stuff. But what um, what I meant what I meant was like you you and Heinze said that y'all were y'all were it, it's still in the exhibition phases of it and you know CG is learning about them, how to tweak them and things like that. And they only put them in certain certain uh, availabilities to yeah. be able to use and test. Uh, where my my question was more kind of where did you and Heinz where would you and Heinze and a lot of the other players have liked to have seen them tested before they were put where they're at? Like for PVE content? Yeah, can are you I talking mean, PVE or PVP? Yeah. So I personally, so again, in the current state, I guess what I'm trying to say here is my opinion of wanting Datacrons everywhere in the game is has changed slightly in the regards that I don't want Datacrons in their current state, really anywhere. <laughs> I don't want them in the game at all. Um, <laughs> but Datacrons in their current set, I don't want them in other aspects of the game right now because truly I do think they're, they're way too much and it would sort of negate um kind of the inherent sort of fun sort of challenge of raids if that makes sense um or like light side tv light side tv maybe because it's still extremely difficult a datacron would really help um but like dark side tv and like hot tvs and stuff like that i feel like the datacron has a weird scale effect of how yeah. they're currently designed to work in a pve world i don't know if they would scale right i feel like it would really sort of mess things up like some of the stuns like how would stuns work you know like you can't stun a bot like you wouldn't be able to stun like a raid boss but you could stun the normal side units would you have to make a change to the datacron where it says like if it were a raid boss instead inflict you know whatever thing or deal bonus damage like would they redesign all datacrons to work better in a pve environment or is it just go for it which in yeah. Current state, I think yeah. Break most of the raids, and that wouldn't be fun for anybody. No, it wouldn't. Like I feel raids and assault battles should be left alone. Like I and I, I'm not I'm not trying to sound like elitist or pompous, but I feel like assault battles is almost like a rite of passage. Like you've worked on this team, you've you've invested the gear, and now you're getting the payoff. You're getting the Zetas. You're getting the Cairo. So that's something to work for. So I think, I think Datacrons is kind of a, and all right, you know what? I'm being elitist. Fine, you know. On <laughs> listeners, if you're listening and you want to tell me to go fuck myself, fine. I'll respond to you later. But we went through that shit. We geared and modded our shit to get through assault battles. You know what? You're gonna do it the way we did it. God damn it. 
But earlier we were saying, you know, we didn't have that mindset. I'd be happy if people... But know, assault you know, battles are different, Craig. Those things... <laughs> we went through okay. that shit, dude. <laughs> I mean, we did. I'm not saying assault battles need to be easier. Data crimes should or shouldn't be accessible enough because... I guess my point is it doesn't really matter right now because datacrons are horrible. I wouldn't want, I don't want these datacrons in the game. So if they brought back datacrons that, like I was saying earlier, were so scaled back that it was just a nice little, hey, if you got it, it's kind of nice to have, but it doesn't break the game as they currently are, then I could see them being in PvE content. You know, like if something were just like, Instead of gaining 800% health steal, it was like 50, you know? Like, it's just kind of nice to have, but it doesn't break the game. Um, and how that could interact with some of the assault battles or galactic uh, challenges and stuff like that, I think that would be fine. Well, like this like this latest set. Reasonable. Yeah, well, like this latest set, you know there's people out there re-rolling and re-rolling to get as much Somewhere. armor on Malgus or Lord Vader as they possibly can, yeah. where you hit them and it's a tickle. Yeah. You're literally yeah, just, <laughs> you're tickling them. Yeah. That's it. Malgus and Vader are going to be insane. Dude, 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 Malgus in 5v5, like, I'm not... I'm not looking forward <laughs> to that at all. I'm not, like, I'm not even looking... Like... If like, I I feel like CG, they they gave us Malgus and went well. If you can get him, you got him. If you can level him up, you got him. If you got him, your opponent's gonna need a GL. Yeah. Like Malgus is at the point now where you're gonna need a Galactic Legend to beat him. Because I, so. I I don't. Yeah, in five v five, I think so. I, I think there might be some comps, like something maybe with JKL that might be able to beat him. Maybe Starkiller. Uh, but for the most part, I don't I don't think so. I don't think that one's happening. Well, I was one um, of those poor schleps that put his Malgus to Relic 9, and then, oh, Profundity! Radis, yeah. 9. I mean, it's it's still a good investment. I, I, I got mine at Relic 9, too. It, I think Relic 7 would be okay enough if anybody, you know, if I could decide now, maybe, but I don't I don't necessarily regret it. He's freaking insane. <laughs> Hon honestly, Grid, I don't want to, like, throw you under the bus, but I, I said this to you before. Your reaction video to Malgus's kit, <laughs> yeah. I, I watched that, like, three times, and just hearing you go, what? <laughs> what? Like, I immediately went, oh, yeah, I'm bringing this motherfucker to Relic 9. Like that's not even yeah. a question. Like he's yeah. a tank. Yeah, he's going Dude. nine. Yeah, and the Omicrons. Oh yes. my god. Oh my god. Dude, I can't even. Like, it his it, all of his stuff is nuts. One of his Omic the the special ability is like okay, you know it's cool. Um, but his leadership that that thing is a novel in itself. Dude, fifty percent I mean, mastery. 50% mastery boost. That's Dude, ridiculous. Like that. Another 30 speed, 80% crit avoidance, all of that, all of the rest of that stuff. Negative, negative 20% speed, not negative 20, not losing 20 speed. <laughs> negative 20%. And my Darth yeah. Malik is Relic 9. Yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah. So that's, that's on D. Yeah. That's on D. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, so I left my I left my Malik at a very casual 160,000 health, um, 96,000 protection, 270 speed. So my Malik is sitting at 180 some odd health and or somewhere about a hundred thousand protection. So at Relic 9 with 50% mastery, that's, I'm just going to say to my opponent, good luck. Yeah, just good luck, dude. You leave that on defense, you go full health modded uh, Darth Revan. Full health modded Darth Revan, and then uh, do a buttload of defense and uh, protection and whatnot on Malgus. Are you, putting tal Are you putting talent on that team? I have been. Um, it's the 50% doing... health that makes me go, ooh. Yeah, I, I think it's too much to pass. Um, I know there's a, like, there's a, there's the trade-off of, you lose... Some you know, speed? Down, but you, you lose, lose some speed. Stuff. Yeah, because he, he, his is for each Sith Empire ally at the start of battle, um, they gain max health and 10 speed. So you, you you get 10 speed there if it were any Sith Empire. But since it's Talon, you lose the 10 speed because it's not a Sith Empire, but then she gives plus 20 speed anyway, so you're still getting the speed. And you're gaining 50% um, health. And you're gaining the health and the offense. And one of my personal two uh, other insane things, if you have the Zeta, you're getting 5% uh, turn meter whenever the leader is damaged. Yep. So and Malgus taunts out of the gate taunts pretty much the whole time when you finally do maybe kill malgus um you'll revive um from uh from talon's um unique as well whenever let's hear blah 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 the first time they would be defeated while darth talon is active the leader instead dispels all debuffs on themselves recovers a hundred percent health gains a hundred percent turn meter Dude, he's a defensive monster he's just yeah he's so I, yeah, I feel like it's just not, it's just too good to pass off on something yep. like that. So I'm doing Malgus, Talon, and then Malik, Revan, and Basti. Because then with Basti, you get an additional 50%, what is it? It's like 70% health or 50% yes. defense or something? Yeah. It's nuts, the leadership, right? Basta and the character and the leader slot have plus 50% defense, potency, and tenacity. It's just nuts. Well, now that we've said that, let's... Uh... Briefly go into conquest, cause uh, and Kane, I'm sorry, you don't really know anything about conquest yet, but you're gonna get there, brother. We're gonna get you there, get you there, kicking I'm, and screaming. I'm getting there. I'm I know, there. but I have to say, um, Greg, I don't know where you're at. I'd I'd love to know your thoughts, but I'm burned out from the Malgus one, and I've read the Swolo kit. I love it. I think it's going to make Ray a def uh, once again a defensive powerhouse, but dude, I'm burned out. Like Malgus just drained my soul. Like I'm just yeah. like I'm not even through sector five yet, and I've got after tonight I've got like I mean I'll still get if I get gold I can still get red red and get him, but I'm just. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm not into this conquest. I, I Is yeah. it, I mean, how do you feel about Swallow? Do you think he's going to bring Ray to new heights? Is this a character that's worth yeah. getting? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, 
you gotta you kind of gotta imagine that swallow is the swallow is effectively uh cat or mall you know for jmk and lord vader respectively there so this is that i mean you imagine how much not only how much jmk changed the game but how much jmk cat changed the game and then how much cat changed jmk like that's about to happen to ray uh or is kind of the idea and that's kind of scary to think about um yeah but a little bit that's i think what's gonna happen um his kit is i mean obviously there's a lot a lot of it's kind of centered around the unique aspect but i mean if you imagine not being able to instant kill you know these characters no matter what you're going to be stuck playing this balanced game of you have to kill the, because while ben is active ray can't be defeated but then Ben can't be defeated while Ray is above 50% health. That's extremely difficult to do because Ray always has, you know, the bonus protection and all that health steal. And then she is constantly fluctuating down to yellow. And then like one turn, she's back to full health because she has a lot of naturally a lot of health steal um, gets back to full health very quickly. So you have to somehow find the brief window to kill Ben immediately kill Ray before she gets back to full or above 50% health because then he will revive if the enemy in the leader slot begin in the leader slot begins their turn while ben is defeated uh then he revives at 51 percent health and you have to do it all over again his kid is disgusting so he really like this is going to destroy the c counter c is not going to work against this anymore gas was already kind of like uncomfortable i doubt it's going to work anymore um because he won't be able to just make that transition so quick to killing ben and killing ray there's no way so gas is probably not going to work anymore. Um, I think Star Killer still has a chance if you kind of time the damage right, but that one's also going to be really difficult. Just everything that originally worked, I think, is going to be either impossible or super difficult. Um, and so just his presence there is going to change the, the really the whole dynamic of that Ray team. Um, so I think this is a really good conquest to still get this character. I think it's still worth it. Um, I'm about to get Max Crate, so I'm almost done. Um, I do think it's worth it. This, I, this one is a little bit... Uh, I would say overall, actually, I found this conquest easier than the other one. It is. Apart it's 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 not that order. bad. It's not first that bad. Yeah. was really stretched. Really it was. Stretched. That, that was difficult. You did have to plan that kind of well, but... Um, yeah, about it. I think overall, I mean, if you, of course it's also very specific to first order and resistance. So if you don't have them, it's really a, it is a bummer for a lot of people. I know a lot of people are struggling out there. So uh, I get that. Do um, you do you feel overall. like this was um, considering that of the least had GLs in the game, Lord Vader's number one, Ray is number two. This was CG's way of kind of kicking people in the ass to go, hey. Um, we gave you a, a ridiculous Datacron for her. Mm-hmm. A lot of you don't have her. And now we're giving you a lifter unit. And yeah. it's going to put her back on the map. It, was this yeah. CG's way of saying, hey, you need to engage with Ray? Um, I, I think it's more so their way of saying, because it's been a, uh, it's been a pretty common question as of late. Um, if previous GLs will be getting a lifter unit like at all. Because a lot of people were like, ah, look, dude, when you guys talked about 
GLs originally. You said they were all going to be just the champion of their kind of faction. Yeah. Um, but would be on an even playing field. And that was true in a rock, paper, scissors fashion with the original four GLs of SOKR and Ray, JML, and C. They all kind of like countered each other. Um, they all sort of, you know, that rock, paper, scissors mechanic of like SOKR could solo C. C could basically solo, you know, if you had him with Watt, you could basically solo JML. JML could really easily beat SOKR. Ray kind of had a feel of everybody, he could kind of beat everyone. Everybody in the right team comp basically beat everyone. It was a nice balance. And then JMK and Lord Vader came in with these lifter units and it threw everything off. It's really, I hate it personally. I think it's stupid. I wish it was still back on this even playing field. Everything was um, balanced. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think this is their way of saying, like, all right, all right, just be patient. We'll give you guys the lifter units. They're coming. Here's the one for Ray. Here's one for SOKR. Here's one for C. Here's one for JML. You guys got your lifter units. Uh, I I think that's I think that's what they're saying personally, and so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, you know, like maybe a Force Ghost Yoda, <laughs> you know, type of thing, um, come out for JML. Um, I think that could be kind of interesting, or like Admiral. I think it's Admiral Pride. Uh, yeah, Admiral Pride. Skywalker yep. for C. Um, and then maybe like Snoke or I don't know something for for Kylo. Um, yeah, I could see him bringing out lifter units for these other characters. We're gonna drop Jar Jar. Ugh. Kane. No. Kane, <laughs> we're getting to that, and I no, we're not, I'm not doing it right now. I'm not doing it right now. Motherfucker had to go there already. All right. So good alcohol consumption. I'm already way ahead of you, folks. GAC has started. And we are now back in 5v5. And, wow. Um, we had our stint in 3v3. I, and again, I'll throw out there. It's not, I, I didn't I didn't go 7-2 and two because I'm badass at this game. I went 7-2 and two because I spent money and I have a fuck ton of datacrons. That's why I went 7-2. Mm -hmm. um, but now that we're staring down the barrel of 5v5, let's, uh, Let's make this kind of brief because I want to get to our listeners' questions because, yeah, Kane, somebody asked about fucking Jar Jar, which I have to address, oh, fucker. Yeah, thank you, Grant. I'm right there with you. Where um, is this, by the way, for, for our listeners? Um, should be under podcast questions and or comments. These fuckers love to get me riled up about Jar Jar. Sweet. Well, I had a legendary rant about Jar Jar, and our listeners went, "Oh my God, old man Logan, that was great." And I'm like, "Really, guys? You like, like I'm glad my blood pressure rising entertained you." <laughs> so now that we're staring down the barrel of five e five, um, I think the biggest question I've got for you, Grid, is um. With set three, and again, I know it's a lot of early game players aren't going to get a lot of this, and I apologize to you folks. Um, but with Datacron set three, what do you think some of the sleepers are? Because set three seems to be a little, other than the Beskar Armor Mando Ultimate Damage one, um, set three kind of seems a little underwhelming. What, what, what do you think, like, have you seen any sleepers in there? Something that you're you're looking at that you think would be really good in 5e5? 
Uh, I I think a lot of people are about to be really surprised at how good um, Bam is. <laughs> I I think so many people are sleeping on that one. Honestly, uh, I was doing some testing with some friends and we we're we we're checking it out and we were getting Bam to do each whistling bird was doing 50k. Jesus fucking Christ. So good lord. Uh, no one's surviving that. You know we're doing. We're doing like a million damage here. So um, I think um, a lot of people are about to discover how good BAM is. Ugh. I think um, a lot of people are going to be sleeping on that one. I think a lot of people are going to have a new level of uh, maybe understanding is the right word of uh, Malgus. Um, I think uh, what we saw from Malgus in 3v3 is not a very good impression of what Malgus is meant to do in 5v5 in my personal opinion. No, I'm a little bit not at all. Um, not at all. It that that's you want to take that out, you need a GL. Yeah, when you when you start messing around with team comps that um you know, there's some characters that fundamentally change from 3v3 to 5v5 and there's some that are possibly still kind of fundamentally the same, still kind of function the same. Um obviously most teams are better in 5v5 of course, but sometimes they still achieve the same the same sort of act the same sort of way and i think malgus is going to be very different with that full team because people were playing with like you do malgus malik revan like malgus basti mal like what it, how you do darth revan lead with malgus underneath like there's this whole sort of like i'm not sure which way to do this and a lot of his stats skill so much based off of other you know having more sith empires more speed more max health, which means more damage, which means yeah. more, you know. So I think we're all going to see a, a different Malgus than we're, unfortunately. Um, and I, I feel like with, about. yeah, and I feel like with Malgus, if you place him, Darth Revan, Malik, Fallen Bastila, Talon, I, I mean, if you have a Malik that's Relic 8 and above, that one ability he does can delete someone. Because the damage is based off his maxed health. Yeah. And if you have him modded right, it's yeah. almost an insta-kill. So, I feel like, I mean, in my opinion, you use a legend against a character that was that you gained in Conquest, that's a win. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an huge. absolute win. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, Starkiller kind of does a similar thing. Like, uh, there is, you know, we know, like... Uh, uh, Grievous can beat him on defense, but for a lot of people, if you struggle against a, you know, a, a Darth or a Emperor Palpatine, you know, EP Marjade Starkiller team, like that's a kind of conquest. Well, he's not a conquest character, but it's a, an example of like not a GL team that's requiring a GL, and that's I don't know. I feel like that's that makes that team very valuable. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, a very valuable team. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Malgus is about to be insane. Um, let's see here. What else is going to be interesting to see? Um, I'm curious if anybody comes up with anything interesting with Kersanthan. I don't think they will. <laughs> um, I think Kersanthan is tied to specifically to Hot Cartel. Hot Cartel. At this point. Yeah. Maybe 3v3 wasn't his place. Maybe 5v5 will be. Maybe it won't be. But, you know, I'm curious what that you know, if, if anything happens there, and, um, oh, with the set three, with these new datacrons, 
Um, apart from um, Bam, I want to see some people do some fun stuff with armor. I think if you had like a buttload of armor on like gas, get your gas to like 150k protection and get them to like 80, 85 or, you know, 90, 90 something percent armor. Yeah, gas will be... Not only that, but like give him the protection recovery buff uh, on the Datacron. He'd probably never even sit down. <laughs> like, that'd be nuts. He would just perpetually, you just couldn't get through him without like insta-kills. That'd be crazy. So I, I am curious to see what some of the theory craft is going to bring. Um, I'm trying to... These, these Datacrons in their current set... Uh, they feel it feels like the wild wild west. It really does. You know, just, it really does. I'm thinking of this as like a different game until they're like, yeah, we're gonna tone back datacrons. Like I'm just treating it as a different game and just seeing like how insane this could be now. Yeah, like, like like for instance, my my relic nine Malgus. I gave him a. I mean, I I only went to level six for this one that I wanted for him, but he's got eighty eight point three percent armor. 127.19 resistance, 14.92 physical critical chance, and 15.85 special damage. And the level three was whenever dark side allies start their turn with fewer than three buffs, they recover 5% health and protection. Which the only issue with that is they have returned is going to kind of fuck with that because yeah. that is considered a buff. So that will wear itself out, but... For those secondary stats are... Yeah, but the level 6, whenever Sith allies recover health, they recover protection equal to the amount of health recovered. Yeah. So I got that one from Malgus, so I figured with that kind of armor, I'm... I mean, we'll see. Oh, I mean, it's... So Darth Revan has turned into your healer, by the way, in case nobody knew. Um, Oh, please elaborate. Darth Revan Revan is now a healer. (laughs) So... You gotta look at Malgus's. I think it's his leadership. Let me see. Right. I think his kid. So much is all over in his kid. I'm not sure if it's his leadership or. Yes. Okay. It's his leadership. <laughs> it's the leadership in the Omicron. Whenever a Sith Empire ally is inflicted with a debuff, they recover 10% health and protection. That's fucked up. If you go over to Darth Revan and you look at the uh, um, Force Storm ability, Force Storm inflicts all sith empire allies with five stacks of ferocity so his his aoe force storm heals the entire team for 50 percent health and protection and if you have that datacron on there you're giving them even more oh my like god Revan is healing the entire team almost to 100 percent health like constantly <laughs> and my darth revan speed is over 350 oh beautiful oh my yeah, god like, that's going to be disgusting, you know? Yikes. Holy shit. So, it, this 5v5 yeah. is going to be interesting, especially mm-hmm. with Malgus. And, I mean, it, if I if I see an opponent with that, like, I, I like, for, you know, slightly end to mid to end game players, if you hop into GAC and you see an opponent with that, that ultimate damage, Beskar Armor Mando, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Like what like I don't I don't even know. I don't I hope CLS can still beat him. <sighs> um I don't think Treya will anymore. No. Um 
I think some some I think some of the bigger teams might still work like a you know kind of on the level of like Star Killer. I think would still be okay. Maybe Sith Empire if you can kill Bam quick enough. Like if you dart, do like Darth Revan lead and you get him with Death Mark and you can kill him really fast. Maybe, but I truly doubt it. Mm. Um, that one would. I, I mean, that's just he's already scary. Like when he gets the whistling birds, but like, uh, I mean he. He's going to be horrific now. He's going to be terrifying with some of these data crons. 50k per whistling bird. Like, no one's surviving that. That's going no. to kill the entire it, it's, team. It's, it's going to melt everybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to be really interesting to see what people play around with that. Uh, I want to see some fun stuff with uh, with Night Sisters. I would love to see some cool ones now with the addition of, like, the Omicron. Now we got some Datacron specifics. I really hope somebody comes up with something fun uh, with some of the Night Sister ones. I haven't seen anything like too crazy, sadly. Like, I, I got one which was uh, whenever enemies are damaged at the start of their turn, Night Sister allies gain 2% turn meter. Now I get what that's going towards. It's going towards Plague because Plague damages people at the start of their turn. Yep. So if you have like five stacks of Plague on everybody, Every single turn is here's you know ten percent turn meter, ten percent turn meter, ten percent turn meter, ten percent turn meter. Like I see how that could really mess with the team, um, and and I I hope that's going to be a good one. I want to play around with it, <laughs> um, but I, I I would love to see somebody who's more creative than I to come up with something you know with Night Sisters or I don't know. I did get like the uh, SCE one with the um, you oh, get all that SCE. ultimate. You get all the ultimate charge, and yeah. I'm kind of one. I, I have a feeling that's going to be a good counter to Jedi Master uh, to Jedi Master Kenobi. Yes, because the the current struggle is getting C4's yeah. ultimate. Uh, it's yeah, again, they're quick enough to be able to kill people. So yeah, if you start, you can just immediately pop cat. There's a good chance you're going to win yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Um, I also I don't want people to get trapped. Um, there's a, um, this is a, um, another one of those kind of like almost counterintuitive sort of things. Um, C versus JML, right? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. If you do C versus JML, you have to delay the match before popping your ult so you can build enough mastery to, to, to kill JML. Um, and I don't want people to, uh, you know, forget that. Yeah, uh, no, that's, you know, they, no, that they is the thing. Yeah. They get an instant ult. They're like, I'll use this and kill JML and then, you know, time out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, be careful on how it could potentially negatively affect. Especially something. if it's a Datacron, uh, Jedi Master Luke with Jedi Knight Luke, because then it could oh, get real dude, ugly. That bonus turned JK. Dude, out. that is stupid. That Under is stupid. Freaking hilarious! I oh my God. I li I listened to the to the gambit and Solo was talking about who would have thought that the best Datacron for Jedi Master Luke would have been Jedi Knight Luke and he is absolutely right. It's just yeah. that Datacron is stupid. So you can take I think it was eight turns. Yeah, eight turns. Yeah, you can take yeah you can take eight turns uh, between you know you do a little coin the little thing. You do that special this that's yeah i think you can take eight turns in a row it's freaking insane well all right uh we're uh wow we're running pretty late so kane um we're gonna go to podcast comments and questions let's get into that 
And Kane, do your thing, brother. You find some questions, read them off. And the panel here, we will... Somebody had to bring up fucking Jar Jar, so I'm just going to prepare myself for the eventual rant that I'm going to go on. So go ahead, Kane. Start it off, brother. All right. So uh, for our question to comments tonight, the first one is from Common Dollar. Really good guy. I loved having him on the nope, show. No, we had him on the show. He's a good guy. His, uh, his question's directed at you. It's, uh, hey, old man Logan. You get to travel back in time three years to CG headquarters and tell them two things about the game. What are they? Um, alleviate the gear issue and stop giving, stop, you know, it was the um, relics I didn't mind. Relics I was all right with, but the... The Relic 8 to Relic 9 was just too quick. It, it was it was it was way too quick. It was just like Alright, we got Relic 8. Then it was like, oh shit, here's Relic 9. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just started bringing people to 8. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That and fix fix your fucking, you know. Fix some of the fucking gear issues, man. Like, you know, I mean Jesus Christ. You know, 9.4 million GP. I'm still sweating Carbontes for Christ's sake. Like, it was just like, you know, come on. What the fuck? Grid, what, what do you got? If that question was directed at you, what would you say? Um, how many how many things do I get to say? Two. He gave you two. Two, th two things if you could go back three years. Two things, let's see, three years ago, so that's 2019. Uh, I would tell them to, let's see here, 2019. I'd say alleviate the gear economy immediately. Yep. Uh, start doing that now, just start making the plans. It's not going to be okay in a few years. It's still not really great right now anyways, <laughs> uh, but do it now. It's going to get even worse. So I would say, yeah, alleviate that. Um, and then I would say, actually, when they were to announce the great nerfing, you know, uh, Luke and Gas and all those characters getting their nerfs to their kit, Thrawn and Watt, all these people getting all these nerfs to their kit for the Galactic Legends sake, um, I feel like if they had announced that change and said... The reason that we're doing this is because Datacrons or some type of aspect will be joining the game that will make that sort of aspect attainable for more than just these characters. And if we left them this way, they'd be too powerful with these new things that we will eventually be planning on bringing to the game. If they were very upfront and honest about that, I don't think people would have stressed it as much. And then when they released Datacrons, we would have had a slightly different understanding of them. If they released them better, then I think we'd all be in a kind of okay place right now. So I would probably warn them on that. Or or if I could skip the great nerfing thing, I would say like do better on Datacrons. Don't when do the release better. Don't don't do this 25% parameter bullshit. No, tone tone everything back like 95% and people will be okay, I think. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 
All right, Cam, um, what else we got? Our, uh, our next question comes from CS Wins. Uh, I will say, love the name, by the way. Uh, big tower defense game player, and CS always wins. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are some recommendations for new players starting the game, specific to ships to farm, tunes to farm, etc.? Uh, how, how, how would you approach that grid? Um, <clears throat> ships are unfortunately a not very enjoyable aspect for a lot of people, I think. And, uh, and kind of, I feel like the general sort of mood with ships is like, yeah, they're okay. They're not, some people really enjoy them. Some people really hate them. I feel like the general tone is they're kind of okay. Um, and so I'd say try and look past that as much as you can and understand that ships, for better or worse, whether you like it or hate it, ships are very important in the game. They're extremely important. They are the only place, really, outside of, like, GAC now where you get crystals. Um, minus, what, Territory Battles, I think, is the other place, if I'm remembering right. Yeah, no, that's um, it, yep. It's Ship Arena. You can still get crystals there. That's very important. You could be getting an additional, you know, up to 500 crystals a day. So it's very important to do that. Um, it's very important uh, for GAC. I know I don't speak for myself. <laughs> or I mean, I know I don't speak alone in saying that uh, I've lost several GACs because of chips. Yep. I don't have a seven-star executor just yet. Uh, mine's at six-star. I'm almost at seven-star, but... Um, even if I did have a seven star one, ships are just in a different place than the rest of the game. And, uh, I think they, again, for better or worse, it's just something that needs to be said. Like as much as I personally don't really enjoy ships, I know I have to do that. So look past that and then start looking at a kind of safe farm pattern. I would say, um, don't shy away from using your get two currencies on like negotiator and malevolence. Get them, they're great. Throw executor way up somewhere in your priority list. That definitely needs to be up there. So finding a way that like your ultimate goal at this point is should be kind of like profundity or executor. So try and find whatever ship path kind of guides you to one of those two things. Um, I think that's going to be really important for a lot of people. And I, uh, again, I don't really enjoy ships, so it's like I have to make myself do it. But if you can kind of come to that acceptance quicker. <laughs> it's like a necessary evil. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would I would piggyback on that. I mean I I have a seven star executor. I you know, because my ship shard is ridiculously brutal, um, mm -hmm. I put I put Piet to nine, I put Beskar Armor Mando to 8, IG-88 to 8, I put Bosk to Relic 9, I put Damn. Zandu Blood to 8, Damn. and my my ship shard is brutal. It's absolutely, and it, it was a, it took me six, over six months to play nice before I was actually let inside the uh, Vito Corleone fucking ship shard mafia. Yeah, there's still a, yeah, there's still a ship. They they let me in because they saw after seeing the relics that I put on my tunes from my ships that I I wasn't fucking going anywhere. And they went, yeah. "All right, dude. Well, you're a pain in the ass cuz you're doing the 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 trip attacker profile and yeah. 
all of your ships are either Relic 8 or Relic 9, so you're a pain in the ass, so we'll let you in. I went, yeah. wow, I, I had to yeah. spend all that shit to do that, so thank you. Yeah, um, you kind of have to be a pain in the ass to get in. With yeah. These and, unfortunately. and by the way, for our listeners, I'm not, like, bullshitting you. There are things called shard. I mean, yeah. guys, back in the day of Arena, yeah. I mean, this shit is real. Like, you'll get your you'll get your fancy executor. You'll level level your shit up. You'll you'll be yeah, you'll be kicking ass taking names. Next thing you know, you've dropped thirty places yeah. in a matter of minutes. Because yeah. I still uh I yeah. still talk to my shard actually quite a bit. Like we all still hang out. I haven't seen him for I mean, obviously there's no real reason for us to ever talk anymore, but like we kind of became like friends. Yeah. You know? Like we just spent so much time talking about stuff that like you know, over the course of six years, you know, somebody would be like, hey, Gritting, can you, you know, can you hit this person or whatever? And and I'd be like, oh, you know, I can't right now. I'm, I'm busy. And eventually at some point someone's like, oh, what are you doing? And I'd be like, oh, I'm actually traveling, you know, or I'm vacation or I'm busy, whatever. You just kind of like got to know each other. Oh, yeah, I, I do the know. same thing. Like uh, yeah. the, for my ship shard, there's a whole uh, Discord page and... If I go away or do something, I go, hey, I'm not going to make first or second or third this these days. You guys hash it out. And But, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're good guys. Um, but there are, unfortunately, yeah, shards that are not full of good people. And they are very annoying people. And, and our actually, our shard like chat was in response to a shard mafia. And it's actually really funny because we won, like, we won the war, so to speak. Like we got more people from the Shard Mafia to join our chat because um, they were mean. Like they were mean people. Like they would they would hit people at no matter what time of the day, and they would they yeah. were intentionally, very specifically keeping out everybody. Not not like selectively working through it together. They said like us five get to be here, and then nobody else. They would always hit everybody out and. We eventually got enough people to realize how much of a douche thing that was to do, and they came absolutely over to our side. And, and stre- like, it's yeah, strength in numbers. Yeah. yeah, and then so we ended up getting more people, and they ended up actually totally alone. There was like two of them left, and so we actually flipped the whole thing. That like all fifty of us were very happy, and we kicked out these two people who were being jerks. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and they uh, never really got back into the top space. Yeah. So. We had the opposite sort of effect of our mafia happen. It was awesome. So, yeah, for some of you listeners, you may hop into a shard where, you know, you get the shiny executor or the profundity and you're doing good, but just be careful. Um, Climb, and then if you have a Discord, if not, get one. Uh, You may get messaged. That's kind of what happened to me. Um, I was getting in around the teens, and then I was getting knocked back relentlessly. And they finally went, hey, old man Logan, um, yeah, your uh, your fleet is, like, kind of fucking tough, dude. You want to join in? I went, yeah. wow, all right, yeah, what took you so long? <laughs> so, all right, Kane, what else you got? Uh, the the rest of the question, uh, CS wins. He, he asked me, am I still shooting for Starkiller? Uh, that is most definitely. That is the one that i want right now more than anybody yeah grid uh kane shooting for stark yeah he's shooting for star killer out of the gate not a legend he's going for star killer 
I think that's a great idea. Starkiller is awesome. You I, I love both the first, uh, I love the Force Unleashed, the Force Hell Unleashed yeah. 2. I, I fell in love with those games, and Starkiller has always been one of my favorites. Yeah, and, and for practical reasons, it makes total sense. Like, you got, uh, you know, it's only four characters. Like, that's it. You need yeah. four characters to relic to get Starkiller. Now, the team comp you kind of need after that is a little, you know, you you were saying along the way you're getting EP anyways, so you're good there. You got Mara Jade, so you're good there. You're going to get Starkiller, so you're good there. So then you just got to come up with two other people, but really those three, EP, Mara Jade, Starkiller, carry that team truly. Like, in all honesty, you know, they carry it. So throwing whatever Jedi, whatever unaligned uh, force user there, and you got a disgusting team. Yeah, and I, I yeah, team, and I, I told him as early as he is, Visus Mar is not team. something you have to sweat right this second. No, I would, I would probably say like, because it's any light side unaligned force yeah. user, and somebody could be more useful than that. Like, what, what GP are you at again? You said you're at six something. Sixty-five uh, k now. Oh no, sixty-five k. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm still fresh, bud. I'm still <laughs> fresh. Like, you just, you just don't feel anything else. He's yeah, a new. So he's a new boot. Yeah, so if you went for a character that was more appropriate uh, for like long-term goals, you know, that's part of other farms. Yeah, I'd do something like you know, either one of the rays. You know, if you have a stick ray or a ray scavenger, that's super. You know, she's she's eventually going to be needed for ray but she completes the light side on the line force user aspect you don't have to invest a whole lot into it just to get the unique triggered for uh star killer so um that would be a i think that would be a fine one but yeah that's a that's a great team it's a fun little team and then everybody else boosts up their squad right it's like you're going to use marjade with star killer and obviously that accounts for then both marjade and star killer Dash is a great character on his own, and he yep. elevates all scoundrels that he's with, so that's great. Um, uh, who's the other one? Who else? Oh, Kyle Katarn. Wait, right? Yeah. Right? Kyle Katarn. Kyle Katarn, Katarn. yep. Yep. And uh, Darth Talon. And Talon, that's who I was forgetting. Yeah. Uh, Talon is awesome with the Triumvirate. Super freaking good. Um, and as we are talking, she's going to be great with Kong. So, yeah, I think that's a fine decision, honestly. Yeah. Fine decision. That's a great, that's a great team and great characters. All right, so, Kane, uh, what else we got? So our, our next question comes from Bodie, a uh, really, really great supporter of ours. Uh, helped us out a lot. Yes, he set up a lot of stuff for us on our Discord. I'm very appreciative. Nice. Um, so th this kind of lies more with you two. Uh, as a long-term player, what keeps you playing? We all like to bitch and moan, but you know, stick around for as many years. It can't be all bad. You know, um, honestly, until I started podcasting, I was kind of at a crossroads. It just seemed like... Um, things were hitting a wall where it got to the point where I felt like if I if I wanted to continue to compete at any kind of level I had to spend money especially at the account size that I am and yeah I still do you know I still have my monthly fund and sometimes I'm under and sometimes I'm over depending on mm -hmm. what's happening but honestly it's it's the community 
it's it's really some of the some of the really awesome fucking people I've met, man. Like it's and especially since I started podcasting. Like, I mean, Grid, for instance, dude. I, I've been watching you for over a year, and here I am sitting here having a single malt scotch, and I'm shooting the shit with you, talking about a game that I love. I mean, I'm I'm thankful for the supporters. I'm thankful the, for the people that that come on here and and want to chat about this game that we 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 hate to love and love to hate you know it's it's a privilege and honestly when it comes to the game it's it's kind of like how people thought about howard stern early in his career what the fuck is the dude gonna say next so it's like what is cg gonna do next like what is gonna be the next thing that's like obviously like inquisitors i had no interest none Every time a character came out, I read it and went, this is dog shit. I'm not interested. I made that decision. I went for Malgus, and I put Inquisitors on the back burner. And I'm still not getting great Inquisitor, because now i got the profundity and Java to worry about. And I'm okay with that decision. But it's the thing of, what are they going to do next? Are they going to make more improvements? Are they going to do other stuff and... Can I continue to do this show and have outstanding guests and talk about a game that I love to play? And, you know, Kane, brother, I, I served with you. I get, I get to sit here every week and do this with you. So it's like, that's what keeps me going. It's the community. It's the game. It's That's what keeps me going. And that's all I've got to say about that. Um... I can obviously echo everything about the community, I, and I, I know that's a very common thing to say. And there's there's two there's two ways to address it. There is the genuine, amazing aspect of meeting a lot of amazing people within the community, um, and then also on the flip side, I have unfortunately met a, a lot of un, annoying people within the community as well. Um, and I so I I can't like I feel like it just has to be said that. The community, I know that there is a lot of people who, like, stay for the community, um, or, or maybe it's a, a bigger, you know, portion of the reason, you know, the reason why they're staying is, you know, part of it, a bigger part of it is because of the community, but I think it just has to be said that to a certain degree, people, we enjoy this game, right? Like, the concept of this game is good. This sort of hero collector development you know game it, it satisfies people wanting to be a collector it satisfies people wanting to see how the game plays out you know if these people existed in the same universe or same not universe same time to be able to like actually fight each other and you know like it's satisfying there's a lot of good stuff that this game yeah gets. there is i think it's being kind of misguided it's being piloted in a little bit of the wrong direction to a certain degree but this game inherently, like fundamentally, was is a well-designed game that has some unfortunately very big problems as well. And I think sometimes maybe we kind of lie to ourselves that the game isn't like good. I say that all the time. I've I've said like CG fix your shit game. You know, like <laughs> I know I've said that. I, I know I know you have. <laughs> and then at the same time, I got to be honest with myself that like I mean part of it is. Oftentimes it's my fault, or you know, or oftentimes it's you know I didn't understand the kit, 
but there is big problems with the game but there's also things to say this is a well-made game too and it has problems and we want to fix that problems because we enjoy this game and we enjoy this community yeah so we want to fix the problems because we enjoy it yeah otherwise we wouldn't care if i there's a mobile game that i used to play is called um uh uh shoot what was it dynasty legends i think if i'm remembering right i can't even remember the name at this point but there was a game when i was a there's a there's a game when i was a kid called dynasty warriors oh Oh, dynasty warriors freaking i freaking love that game hack and slash um i absolutely love that game and they made a mobile version of it. And I found it like a couple of years ago. And it was called like Dynasty something Legends or something like that. And I was like, great. And so I started playing it because I brought, I, you know, I like the world. I like that universe. It's a fucking terrible game. Awful. <laughs> it is. Really? I mean, dude, if you guys think like Datacrons are even pay to win, I'm not saying like we can't complain about Datacrons, but like this game took it to the next level. They oh really it was that horrible. bad wow horrible 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 and i didn't care about the game enough to be like let's fix this i don't care about the game so i just i i uninstalled it and i moved on with my life right i didn't care i've never played it since right but like we're all still here because like fundamentally this game is fun it is and is kind of well made but has big problems and when you combine that with this well you know this good community that people you know, hang out with and and you meet all these awesome people all the time. It makes you say, "Yeah, I want this game to keep going because I'm having a great time." Yeah, I'm okay. Even we we're chatting about it a little bit. You know, like I'm okay spending some money on this game. I have it for a while, just to be clear, because I I don't think they deserve it as of late. <laughs> um, but in the past, I was really enjoying the game, and I personally felt comfortable and was financially in a place where I could spend a few dollars on the game. And it felt okay because I was like, I've been playing this game for like six years, you know? I, there's not a lot of games I've been playing for six years. I know. Like, and it's real. That, that, I, I, yeah. Very few, yeah, very few games would I play consistently for six years. Like, I played, I have played KOTOR since it came out, like, I don't know, like once, you know, in a blue moon, like every few years, I'm like, oh yeah, KOTOR, and I play it again and love it. And I will continue to do that. But I have consistently played Swiggo every day for six years. I don't know what other games Every I've day. I don't think there's been a day that so, has gone by in six years that I haven't picked it up. And that's that's actually sad in a way. <laughs> I think it's phenomenal. I, it I is phenomenal. I, it really is. It, no, I, I think it's easy to say. And I, again, I don't want to get too, too philosophical, too real world here. But like our world has this, like I was raised where like video games were this terrible thing. You know, I I was told consistently I would never make a living playing video games and they were a waste of time. They're a waste of, you know, your energy and you should be doing better things and blah, blah, blah. Like our society still very like super looks down on video games. And so for you to say I played a video game every day of my life for six years straight, somebody would be like, why you loser? But if you say I've been making friends playing this game for six years, I've built friendships for six years through this game, I've changed people's lives. I've mourned the loss of my friends who have passed away yeah. that I met through this game. Like, if you give me a second to tell you that I didn't just play Swiggo for six years, it means a lot more than that. And I don't think people see that. 
So no, of course we want don't. the game to stick around. Of course we want the game to keep working. We, we, I'm okay spending a few bucks to keep that going. <laughs> Yeah. And I and I feel like C and I feel like CG can't can't be blind to that. Like it's you know the amount of content creators, you you know, um, like Gridden yourself, um, the Gambit podcast, you know, um, the Escape podcast, the Grand Admiral, all these people that have, you know, channels and the amount of followers. It's like they have to look at this and go, we we've got to do we we've got to keep this game going because it's it's established such a community of people and like why would you want to lose that it it's just it's you know well then i mean unfortunately at that point it's there's then kind of a almost a barrier being not a barrier i don't know not a line i don't know just where the i feel like the the problem is it's transferring from like us as people and players and people who you know we're all sticking around for this reason swigo exists for money that's it it was created to make money and hopefully people would enjoy it and have a fun time playing it as well but it's it is inherently to make money so like i don't i mean i wish yeah, I feel like they would look at that and be like, we have a very passionate group of players who we want to do right by them. They haven't really done that much right by us. They've done something. Not lately. Like, not lately, know, they haven't. Not, not too much stuff as of no. late. And so as much as I wish they could see this passionate player base that we are and do stuff, I don't think they necessarily would or will Yeah. because it's still a soulless entity in a video game that's supposed to make money. So if it stops making money, then they're going to move on to the next project. So it's a weird, like, it's as much as I wish to some degree there's that realism in me that's like, well, if they don't make money and it's, you know, it doesn't matter how much I love this game, they'll, <laughs> they'll shut it down. That's like, true. All right, so. Kane, what else you got? Let's keep going. All right. So uh, one, of, one of your favorites, uh, Jar Jar Magoats. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. He, uh... He said he definitely needs this one answered. If Logan, if you had 100% control of the kit and synergy, but had to bring Jar Jar into the game, <laughs> how would you design him? Who would need to be added to make a good team or bad team at this point? As they added the Inquisitrash and refused to stop cramming that down our throats, he has to be added. So, what would you make? What would you make? What would make you n- not absolutely hate him? <laughs> That's a good question. He would be a dollar ninety nine character, immediately yeah. to seven star relic five, and he is immediately <laughs> fed to the fucking rancor. <laughs> That's what would make me happy, Jar Jar fucking McGoats, with your, you know, you. I swear to God, you guys on Discord, you ask me this shit. Because you're 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 looking for me to go on a classic rant, which you're gonna get about jar like again, robot chicken taught you nothing. It taught you nothing. Like really? Like I am a I mean, I was a small, small child and my father brought me to the theater to see the Empire Strikes Back. That's how fucking old I am. And I, I go to the theater and I, I hear, excuse me. Like, what? I, I, what? I mean, the only way he does damage is because he's accident prone. Like, what? 
Special 2? Slips on a banana peel? <coughs> Kicks a fucking droid head to the face? Like, no! Dude, $1.99, Relic 5, automatic, fed to the fucking Rancor, I have spoken. That's it. That's what you're getting out of me. Done. I still say, dude, I still say, dude, the Sith Lord Jar Jar. If you guys would just humor me. No. For five minutes. No. Ixnay. Nine. I don't know how many other languages. I don't know how many other languages I can say no in. No. Go ahead. Uh, he also he also asked, uh, when do you think CG will stop pushing the Inquisitor so hard and realize the team is mid-card at best? When do you think they'll add something that makes them push to top tier like intended? They're done. They're done with Inquisitors right now. They're on to Jabba, the next great thing. Inquisitors have come and gone. It was as one of the most favorite memes I've ever seen. Swing and a mish. Um, it's it's done. It's over. They're not that great. They can beat CLS from what I understand. I wouldn't know. Don't have them. Not on my radar to get them in anytime soon. I was on well. I was well on my way. And then Profundity and Java were announced, yeah. and I went, "Oh great! I can stop spending my carbontes on this shit, and I can find greener pastures somewhere else." Um, I think they're done. I mean, Reva from the series, maybe. I, I, I don't know. It's a possibility. Um, they, they did. They, you know, Aaron Judge for the Yankees went up to plate and he struck out. That's, that's pretty much the story of the Inquisitors. Um, Territory War, if that's the kind of guild you're geared towards, I guess they're okay. Um, they're doing some work, but, I mean, I have faced them a total of five different times in GAC, and I haven't lost once. And I didn't even have to look them up on swiggo.gg. I just went, I think this team will work, and guess what? They fucking worked. So, there it is. I'm not... I think they're done. Um, I would advise, in my personal opinion, I advise most people to avoid the Inquisitrash. Um, work on your fleets, work on your ships, work on a GL. But Grid, take the floor, man. What, what, what do you think? Um, I think. Uh, I I think there kind of needs to be a, I guess a distinguishment between um like what cg required everybody to do with inquisitors i think that's why everybody was so mad about inquisitors like if the if they just released the inquisitors and didn't force us to do you know galactic challenges and um all this all these different feats and locking all these omicrons behind it like all of this stuff and if they didn't sell it saying that you would be able to beat galactic legends and stuff like that if they just said here's some inquisitors and just added them to the game i i think i i would just be like all right yeah they're they're another like mid-tier team that joined the game and 
I guess if you really like the Inquisitors from the show or something and you you want them, you know, hey, Grand Inquisitor, like, they do stuff, you know, I mean, they're not a great team. They're <laughs> not. not. A horrible team. Um, like, you're probably on the, in that kind of, like, ballpark realm of, like, I wouldn't say as good as CLS even. I'd put them somewhere closer to, like, General Grievous. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. kind of have their uses. They're an okay team. They're not the worst. They're not the greatest. Grievous might still be above the Inquisitor still, but you know what I mean. That general sort of, like, they're good, but not great, not horrible. But, and, like, uh, but, like... I think they're done with them, yeah. Yeah. They got the Grand Inquisitor. They're, um, they're done. Maybe, like, uh, like Logan said, I think uh, Reba could be an option possibly i think that could be kind of cool to see if you like if this was a swing and a miss uh maybe they're back up to bat you know back up to pitch uh with reba you know for a second try and that's you know that's it but uh, other than reba i don't think they're really going to address inquisitors again i think they're kind of done with them like the only inquisitor i've found any real use for is the eighth brother the tank and i that's to, uh that's one oh, of the sister the tank or yeah um yeah. that's that's out of two out of the five i only have two of them relic because i just don't give a shit yeah. but that one i have at relic seven because god damn that tune is actually a really good tank yeah night sister is a pretty solid thing a solid and especially in a lord vader good. squad that is a really good tank yeah. so that's like out of that entire shit show of a squad that is the only tune I can actually get on board with and go, yeah, I'll invest in that. And the other one was because she has a ship. She has the Interceptor. That was it. Yeah, the second sister. Yeah. yeah. The other three? Yeah, I think both of them are... <laughs> done. Don't care. Yeah, I think I would like to see... Um... Yeah, they. it's... I, I think that's what, what the negative response was mostly about. Uh, I, I, I I don't want to speak for other people, but um, I know that a lot of people have personally told me that a lot of their frustration was because you are forced to use Inquisitors in Galactic Challenges, and you're forced to use them in all these, you know, aspects, and they're not a very good team, and so it's, like, really frustrating that they're, like, pushing them so hard to lock, you know, these max crates and Galactic Challenges behind, like, every other galactic challenge for like months and you're like we get it you want us to go with four inquisitors but we're not going to do it because like they're not that good they're not they're just like kind of okay i get that it's a reward to people who are going for the inquisitor so i think it's fine to do that i think it was fine for them to do that like at the beginning and say like here's okay thanks if you went for inquisitors here's your reward you know a few galactic challenges uh, not months like this, you know, like, it's time to back off. Well, like, even I, in the latest Conquest, they're like, 300 Purge, oh, even yeah, though there was a, yeah, even though there was a bug yeah. for that, which was yeah. very pleasant, but then, yeah, not even when, but yeah. when 14 battles with Inquisitor units, I think it was in either Sector 4 or 5, I'm like, are you guys fucking serious with this shit? You're still yeah. cramming this down our throats. Yeah, the fact that we're still dealing with it so much in Conquest yeah. is like, come on. Like, this is what, our third, this is going to be our third set. Yeah. Our, I think our third set of conquest, right? Of having purge slash inquisitor kills slash wins. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm like, dude, come on. Like, you did it for one? Okay. 
You did it a second time. I'm like, mm, you're pushing it, but fine, I guess. But three, I'm like, no, 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 no. No, it's it's over. It's done. The 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 allure of the Inquisitors has worn the fuck off. Move yeah. on. Yeah. What we're moving on pretty soon from that one. Thank God. What else you got, Kane? We got a uh, we got three left. Three left. Uh, so Bodhi Bodhi has speculation on the third marquee for Jabba. Bib Fortuna. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Either. I, I in in the interview that me and Heinze did with Crumb, he said that he was uh that Crumb was going to be in the game somewhere. Um, I'm thinking. Uh, I hope he just means like with Jabba, you know, like kind of how Baby Yoda is with IG Eleven. Yeah, know? yeah. Crumb is just with Job Jabba. I I don't want him to be his own like character yeah like no he sits on Jabba's lap and runs out and bites you in the fucking ankle and then runs back and sits back on his lap and does like you know i don't know some damage and that's it yeah yeah something like that i'm cool with that yeah that'd be fine um but i hope he's not a marquee character so hoping that's not who's coming i would prefer that it be uh yeah bit fortuna i feel like that makes just perfect sense the other one I could maybe, 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 maybe see would be something like um, either a, like, some type of Rancor handler um, or a... Uh, Machete. Like a, uh, like a Gamorrean captain. Um, something like that instead. So yeah. Those are the some, some other ones that kind of come to mind, but I, I don't really think so. It's probably... It, I don't know. Bib just makes much I sense. just don't know how you make a Jabba team without Bib, Bib Fortuna sitting by his side. Like, I don't, I like, I just, I think that, I mean, again, CG surprises us on a regular, but like, Ben Swolo was like, wait a minute, what? I didn't see Ben Swolo. So, I mean, it I, could be anything, but I think Bib Fortuna is like, to me, that's the most logical choice for, and, but that's the thing. I mean, we don't know, I mean, Again, I've said this before. What's Jabba going to do? Slither his fat ass down the throne and hit you in the head with a tail? Like, I don't know what he's going to do. And Bib Fortuna, I mean, is he just going to apply a shitload of debuffs? Like, it's just this... This squad has given us... Like, every time they release something, it's giving us more questions than answers. I think they're going to... I think they're going to play it... Um, I, I think they're going to have a lot of um, assists. Yeah. And very few like actionable characters, if that makes sense. Like Kersanthan is an actionable tank. Um, Skiff, I think, is going to be the actionable kind of not maybe not the full DPS, but like actionable sort of damage. Yeah, the damage and dealer. I, and then I think Jabba, and if they bring in Bib Fortuna, because frankly that makes the most sense. If they bring in those two, I think they're going to be non-actionable characters or passive characters like three um, PO and Hermit Yoda and whatnot. And I think they're just going to be there. Because that's what Jabba did, right? Jabba just commanded everybody to do everything for yeah. him. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense that his kit is all about giving, getting other people to do stuff for him. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to be a, like, he's not going to attack anyone. He's going to command. I think what he's going to have is, like, something along the lines of, like, each, whenever he takes a turn, he instead gives, like, in him, like, he does something. And then, like, gives an immediate bonus turn to another character as well. He's going to so be like, like a giant hermit Yoda. Yeah, I'm thinking something where, like, yeah, he's going to boost damage. He's going to have everybody with their contract. Um, I think his contract is going to be something as simple as Jabba takes a turn 
I think that's truly like, I think his contract is going to be just like, you know, the, 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 whatever he's called, the hut king is here, you know, type of thing. Like he hires everybody for a contract. Their contract is to be hired. So like you start the battle, everybody gets their contract popped and then he tells everybody what to do. So these yeah. are bonus turns. Imagine Kersanthan tanking, you know, always tanking because Java constantly calls him to, to tank. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be actionable players. I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, so I, I agree. Did Fortuna, I, I agree. Would be possible. All right, Kane, what else you got? All right. So uh, Darth Big Dog, another guy that's been with us since the beginning. Uh, do you see any place for Rogue One squads besides platooning? Now that we're putting relics into them for the profundity. Absolutely. Freaking Radis is disgusting. Jesus Christ. I put, uh, I got both Zetas and an Omicron on Radis, and he's going, uh, I'm sorry, he's, that's like, he's going on my, he's going on defense and GAC for me, at least. I think with the speed gain, like, I feel like that's a team in GAC that you just can't, well, I'll just take some scrub bounty hunters. Or, you know, I got some regular empire. I can do no. Yeah. No, that that and if, if you're working on profundity and you have Cassian at eight, no, yeah. that's not gonna fly. Like you you're gonna have to go in there with some teeth to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're gonna be a really good team though, Rogue One, especially yeah. if you, you know, are willing to invest the other Zetas and stuff into the team i think it'll be totally yeah yeah and i put uh i got my chirrut mway to relic five because that dude is just a healing machine and i think with a mass dispel and heal over time effects i just i mean and if you look at the omicron for radis that's just dirty and you can't you you you, if you got a reliable tank in there like i (laughs) I actually went down the gauntlet of Carbanti Way and put Scarif Rebel Pathfinder to relics. Oh, gross. So you put him in there, and Jen Urso can't be defeated while Radis is active, and yeah. all Scarif Rebel Pathfinder does is taunt. Yeah. That's all he does. He has one job. He doesn't do damage. He just taunts. So that, I mean... I mean, if you beat the team, that's fine, but it's gonna steal some banners. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little team. It's crazy if you do the investment with the mods because the the way that team works is just nuts. And uh, yeah, you you put some crazy speeds on those characters. You're like no one's no like regular team is just outspeeding them. Yeah, and the problems. speed bonuses they get are just ridiculous. So much speed. So. Yeah, I think they're going to be a great team. I I would put them, I would put them probably in the ballpark range around like the kind of CLS to maybe maybe a Sith Empire without Malgus. That kind of I'd probably put them somewhere around there. I think. They're, yeah, they're really I like good. I I do. I feel like it's a team if you place on defense. I mean, I think because not a there's not a whole lot of people out there at least. Not yet. That I mean, a lot of people are working on profundity, but a lot of people don't have Radis um, relic yet. So they might look at that and go, "Oh, well, I can beat that with this," and they may get yeah. surprised. So, I yeah. mean, especially now that we're entering five v five, 
Yeah, it, it may be a surprise team that could get you a couple holds. So I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't just look at that team as, well, it's just a Territory War platoon filler. No, I wouldn't look at that yeah. at all. Yep, going to be a solid team for sure. So for the, uh, the last question of the night, uh, Bodie asked, who would you like to see? And he posted a picture, our first Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary celebration character. Oh, um, I'm saying uh, I'm going Red Five. I could I could back Red Five. Hmm. You know, I'd like an Endor Leia. Yeah. I feel like this game just doesn't have a Leia that does Leia justice. Oh. Uh, solve that problem with uh, General Leia. Uh, for JML's lifter character. Boom. Ooh. No shit. That's intriguing. That, yeah. Super good character. But actually, Grid, now that you say that, I you know, a lot of people have said with all the lifter characters coming out, don't you think Jedi Knight Luke is Jedi Master Luke's lifter? Basically is, yes. Yeah. But uh, if we have, like, uh, basically it's just having it written you know, basically written down that this is the character's lifter unit. Yeah. Because JKL, JKL is, like, good enough to be his own thing. He I is. I think people recognize that. It's kind of like Maul. You know, Maul is, like, good enough to be his own team. But, like, ultimately, Lord Vader with Maul is better. Much like, superior. The, there's, there's no debate on it. But, yeah. Um, right now, JML and JKL, you can get away with, like, if you have, like, a really good cam, that's a super easy example. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, my God, of course I don't have cam. But it's just an easy example that comes to mind for late-game players. If it, JML with cam and then, like, Jolie and maybe, I don't know, like, two random Jedi can still beat most teams out there. And then you can still do JKL with other Jedi as another really good team, specifically like JKR, JKL, you know? You can still make a really, like extremely viable commonly split those characters up and so i think i think it would since it's kind of like it could go either way i personally think it would be better for them to say jkl while extremely good with jml is not ultimately his lifter unit here it is general leia and then that way you can be like okay now i can put my jkl for sure with other characters and make a different team um, or you keep JKL there, and then General Leia makes it just an absolutely a god-tier team. Who knows? Yeah, uh, no, that I, could be I it. Think it. I think, of course, the argument could be made that JKL is a lifter unit. I personally would like to see an actual lifter unit. Yeah. I would I would like to see them do, like, an unaligned Force Vader. I mean, in end of Return um, of the Jedi, I mean, he, he, does, he does kill Palpatine. Well, mm -hmm. he throws him down that fucking hole but anyways yeah, i would like to see that Skywalker. that yeah that would be that that would be really cool well speaking of that i'm gonna for all of our listeners that are new game players that and we've got quite a few some folks that are like kane starting out grinding their shit doing what they gotta do they're learning about the game they're learning that, you know, there's certain events and things you got to do. 
Grid, I pose this question to you as the last question of the night before we sign off and close the doors on the old man's cantina. If you are starting fresh on a brand new account, brand spanking fucking new, who is the first GL you would go for? That's okay, all day. All day. And uh, why? Yeah. <laughs> And why? Why, why? why would that be your first choice? Oh, I thought you were serious that you were ending the video. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's over. <laughs> no, no, and, 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 no, and why? Like, t tell some of the, the new folks and why, and then we'll sign off. Yeah, um, so a couple reasons. SLK is way more accessible than, for example, uh, JMK or Lord Vader. They're requiring Relic 8s, and Relic 8s are very steep requirements that... So literally, the only way that you can get it is by buying it or being in a right guild. A yeah. right guild that could beat a certain event to get that character. So, um, I think that puts them off the table for new players. It's just, it's basically inaccessible. Um, so then it puts us into the four more accessible character, uh, more, uh, the four more accessible GLs. SOKR, uh, Supreme Leader Kyleran, Ray, uh, Jedi Master Luke, or C. Um, at that point, JML is by far the least accessible because JML requires two what are called get one currency characters. Get one currency characters can only be achieved through completing um, territory battles, which again are locked behind guilds. So that is again very difficult and it takes a long time to do. So I'd say JML is off the table as well. At that point, it leaves you with SLKR, Ray, and C. As far as um, requirements go, I think then Ray is the next most difficult. Ray requires a couple of uh, journey guide characters. You have to go get JTR, which means you have to get a, she's yep. her own journey guide character. So you have to get a whole bunch of other characters for her. Um, but that's just one. But you have to do the same thing with BB-8. You have to get first order. You have to do the same thing with uh, 3PO, um, which is uh, Ewoks. And I feel like I'm missing some other people in there. Um, but there's multiple journey guide characters in her requirements, so it's actually a bigger list of characters for you. No, that's true. Yeah. So I'd also knock out Ray, and then that leaves you with C and SLKR. And at the end of the day, both of the requirements are actually pretty easy. Um, I think both of them only require one other journey guide character, I think, or maybe C requires two. But I know SLKR only has one journey guide character, which is Emperor Palpatine. And that's extremely easy. Yes, it is. Like one of the first events in the game. So it's extremely easy for everybody to get. So all things considered, the requirements are easier for SOKR, but also um, the requirements get you more stuff. SOKR, um, his requirements get you a fleet, which is, in my personal opinion, better than C. So I think C is, what is his, uh, Tarkin or something? I, I can't it's, yeah, I think it. Tarkin's in there. I think so. Um, and... The finalizer capital ship, the first order one, in my personal opinion, is better than the Empire one. You can beat every other fleet, including Executor, with finalizer. So you get a better fleet. You get the uh, Galactic Legend SLKR, which crosses all of the or checks all the boxes. Um, you can solo the Sith raid, so you're going to get max in that. He can do a buttload of damage in the Crancor, so you're going to get damage in that if you do it. Um, he's great in territory battles. Um, he can solo, uh, obviously, the AAT if that's where you're at. Um, he can do, uh, he does wonders in GAC, squad arena. He's good on offense, defense. 
he literally checks all the boxes from PvP to PvE on being very good on all of them, all throughout the board, from shifts to characters, and the requirements that you farm for him are that is the best team to use with him. Like if you use Ray, kind of the best team with her is actually Jedi. Like that's kind of more so talking like squad arena rather yeah. than grand arena, but like first order, there's no dispute. You use SOKR with first order apart from one pocket strategy of night sisters um so just everything considered he checks all of the boxes you can basically beat all of the other galactic legends he kind of struggles with jmk or jml but you're really kind of good to beat all of them to a certain degree he just does everything so i 100 percent right. go SOKR first all right well um kane do you have any uh real quick closing thoughts before i shut her down uh, yeah, one, uh, Grid, can't thank you enough, bud. And like I said, look forward to the coaching sessions. Uh, Logan will probably hit you with an out-of-state post-dated check for those. But uh, Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Uh, thanks, thank you for being on here, man. Thanks for uh, touching the mods. And just all around, it, w it was a pleasure. Like I, I feel like I've learned a lot being a new player. So I'm hoping that a lot, a lot of our new new player audience will also, you know, take away the same things that I have. Yeah, yeah, Grant, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that, man. Um, again, big fan. You have always put out outstanding content. Um, your conquest videos and some of the 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 tips and tricks that you've put out have been invaluable to me. I know they're gonna be invaluable to our listeners. And to our listeners, yeah, listen to us, but check out fucking Grid, man. The dude knows his shit. Like, uh, like, and if you don't remember, go back to the beginning of the fucking episode, which was two hours and 44 fucking minutes ago, and look up his stuff. Like, seriously, hit him up, watch his stuff. He's got mod videos upcoming. He's got a lot of good stuff. I can't do mod videos because I'm still trying to figure that shit out, so don't come to me. If you want me to bitch about Jar Jar, this is where you come. But if you want in-game shit, you go to Grid. Um, so, once again, Grid, brother, thank you very much. It has been an ultimate, ultimate pleasure. Again, big fan. Love your stuff. And for all of you out there in the Star Wars galaxy, battling in the trenches and the hollow tables, good night and good luck. <laughs>